Stinky Bishop. Hello, and welcome to the Saladcast on Thursday, 20th of May, 2010. I'm your host, Dan Train, and joining me once again are Robert Kemp. Buenas tardes, And Zachary Burgess. Hello. Does that sort of count as one word, what Rob says? Is it hyphenated or something? <laughs> it is technically two words, isn't it, really? But yeah, it's, it's got to be at least two, I guess. You said buenos dilly dias, right? Yeah. Buenos ding dilly dias. I thought it was buenos ding don dilly dias. Because obviously we need to be incredibly specific with our retarded Simpsons quotes. Uh, we do. It's very important. I'm not quite sure... That wasn't really necessary, was it? Because it was like a garden party, wasn't it? And he had all his relatives over, Ned Flanders. And uh, yes. that was the Mexican one. It was El really. Flanders. <laughs> El, El Flanderino. And, uh, oh, and Lord Flanders from, from Britain. <laughs> yes. Charm. A googly oogly. Yes. Oh, Simpsons references. Oh, The Simpsons is so lame now. Have you seen the um, Keyless? Uh, no, not Keyless. No, sorry. Keisha, that's it. The lame new pop singer that, you know, what's the song? Oh, Kesha, yeah. Kesha, is that it? Oh, with the Kesha. dollar sign. Yeah. Is that yeah, why it's yeah. cash? Oh, that's lame. <laughs> anyway, and she doesn't even sing. She just sort of speak, talks or whatever. Well, she sort of, it's sort of does in some songs. But, so, but this is the, uh, um, the one, the ripoff of Just Dance that's um, the uh, single. Mm. You know, brush my teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that damn song? I don't the know. Party anyway. don't start till I walk in. Yeah, and the and the gotta get a little bit and all that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That song. They um for the first time ever, The Simpsons having jumped the shark years ago. The first time they changed the entire start sequence, so it was just like a version of that song. Well, it was just that song, but with the um, characters from Springfield acting out the words and stuff mm-hmm. um, instead of the whole intro. So it wasn't just a couch gag after the mm. standard intro. They just did away with the entire, um, for this episode, the entire you know, theme song and just had that. Train time! Also, my window is open, so these are going to be worse than usual. That's a lot louder than normal. That's very <laughs> much louder. Why is your window open, man? That's not gonna... Because it's fucking hot in here! Why else? I know, but like, they, we need recording studio. We need air conditioning for our recording studio. Yes, that's true. Yeah, it's only warm in open. your room because your system is like a your your computer is basically like a an electric heater. Oh, I've had the window open all day. It's still warm, but I expect it will get incredibly cold very shortly. Because as soon as it's not sunshine outside, it's like Jesus fuck, it just gets incredibly chilly instead. And then I have to close the window. It's really inconvenient. And the infos efficient. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got those tiny fans. The best thing about Zach's system is the way, uh, like, the pitch of the uh, wine from the fans changes as he does stuff differently on the computer, so it changes pitch. It's important. It, it, it lets me know if it's <laughs> fucking up at all. <laughs> really Which is why weird. I can tell that it's the Eve always screws up my system, where it's like, oh, why when I close Eve does my fan speed not reset? Oh, something's wrong. Eve is badly programmed somehow. <laughs> Does it stay spun up at high speed then after you close yeah, it? Yeah, it, it stays at a high fan rate. But for some reason I discovered that you can, I can use Dwarf Fortress to reset it. If you just run Dwarf Fortress and then close it again, it, it works out that it needs to turn its speed back down. Right, because Dwarf Fortress naturally needs the speed very high to cope with all the sort of 
flashing well, calculations. Yes, <laughs> it, it sort of does. It it runs. It, sometimes the fan speed when I'm playing Dwarf Fortress does go as high as Eve's does. Although Eve goes even higher than it, even higher than that. Still, <laughs> I don't understand. Just describe them as fleshy calculations. Yeah, you they, know, there is a lot of fleshy calculations in Dwarf Fortress. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about the Zach's always talking about the combat and how like in the new version the like when, when how the, fleshy the, it is. Yeah, how there's three layers of, of of skin and bone and flesh before you actually get to vital organs and stuff when it's calculating the sword going through somebody or something. Yep. And then we're talking about just a, like, like a, a, a capital D attacking a capital H or something, aren't we? <laughs> but with what unnecessarily detailed reports about it. <laughs> Dragons versus hippos. The, the fight that time forgot. I was, thinking, <laughs> I was thinking dwarfs and humans, but I presume... No, humans okay. are ewes. For, oh, for some reason. I'm not actually sure why. It's an H then. Well, Into hippos hippo. or hydras. Hippos. Try and think of some other more... animals that start with H. A hippo is really more common than, like, humans, you'd think. They'd... Well, they're not more know. common, but they exist in the game. Ah, <laughs> oh, hippos. Are there any maybe, characters maybe, that Maybe hippos came up? first in the development cycle. I don't I know, you would, have they might have done the, <laughs> yeah, you would have thought they would have done the sentient races first, not the wildlife. <laughs> well, what's what's oh, no. lower H? Um, harpies. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's another one, cool. but I can't remember. <laughs> uh, and lowercase D. Which one's dwarfs? D, presumably. Yeah, dwarfs are capital D. Lowercase D is dogs and deer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so if you had a fight between a dog and a deer, no one could tell them apart. Yeah, they're even the same colour, which is kind of inconvenient. Is there anything that's bigger than one square? Like a massive dragon or something? Not yet. They they are planning on doing that. The only thing that's technically bigger than a square at the moment is a wagon, which is classed as a creature because of the because <laughs> that was like the lazy way that they programmed it. But it still only actually has one square of, you know, interactivity. It just looks like it's more than one square. You said they. Is there more than one guy working on this now? Well, it, it's basically him and his brother, and he does all the programming, and then his brother does, like, background story and stuff, and ideas. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you and Collision Software. Yeah. <laughs> He's an ideas man. I don't know. I was playing... What was that What was that game you made where, like, it had that Ikaruga... Love Train! Exactly. <laughs> that oh, that's a quite a one. It was like Ikaruga in that you could swap your flip your colour between orange and black instead of white and black, and then you had to shoot the sort of things that processed across. Oh, what, one of the concept games? Yeah. What was that one? Not that anyone listening will care. But... I didn't quite make that. No, well, it wasn't... You did, it actually... I it didn't make... It wasn't a flipper one, was it? Well, you, your character was like, it was three squares arranged in a, in a sort of chevron, and you had to sort of shoot these sort of blobs that sort of moved in a Semicircular fashion. <laughs> this is a great description. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. I can't even work out what the hell you're talking about. I don't remember this. I remember the only concept game that I finished was the one where the where it, the enemies come in from the outside of the circle, and you have to just shoot them to stop them from coming in. Oh, that was Shove a Q, wasn't it? Yeah, Shove, shove a Q. Not technically concept though, because I no, used different no, no. colors. That's not the one. Just, no, this is definitely probably one clear this out. Clear this up. The, the, what, the, back in the old days of Harry's Howard, we had a a bit of a game making spree, and um, 
the idea of concept games came up was simple, small games, kind of for the casual gaming market. Entirely <laughs> composed of white, totally black, and orange. Totally existed back then. <laughs> it didn't exist at all back then, but yeah. Well, yeah, we're preempting pictures. Well, I yeah, guess we Vitalize was kind of the casual games market. Because you yeah, could yeah. make it a bit complicated. That's true. Before Flash owned it. Yeah, pretty much. Although Flash was pretty much already owning it even at that point. <laughs> hmm. well, On the animation front, I can't remember that many old Flash games. Hmm. No, I, I think that there are lots, but we just don't play them. So <laughs> a lot of them don't—they don't seem to impact that that much. I mean, the only flash games that I ever play are like things that are linked on Reddit, and they're usually like um, really arty games that last about five minutes, like or, or hilarious, like that. Don't you have to break the rope? Do you ever play that? No. You have to break the. Oh, it's a sort of a joke on them, on um, games that really flag up exactly what you have to do to defeat a boss or whatever. All you have to do. Oh, burn the rope. You have to burn the rope. That's right. All you have to do in the whole game. All it is is like a boss, and all you have to do is burn the rope. And the, and the, the game is called You Have to Burn the Rope, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and it has a whole theme song at the end. There was that funny flash yeah. game a while ago. That, what what was it called? I can't remember, but it was that stupid game that was a sort of a piss take of achievements, where the entire game was just about doing the achievements, and there was a massive list of stupid achievements. Where it's like die five times in a row, <laughs> and yeah. it, you know there was no game to it. It was like you had a sprite, and then like a sort of single screen level, and you just had to jump around and determine how to get these achievements because most of them were like you know not revealed. You just had to like try doing stupid things until like <laughs> the achievements popped up. Oh, I played that. I think, yeah, I think I, I, because it doesn't take that long to do them all, does it? Or, no. Or you, and you, but you do have to work out how to do them, so it's quite funny. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And then, and then like, there's achievements from just like staying still for 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, I know, I know, I know the one I was playing. This is really bad. It's a flash game where you had to avoid pooping yourself. Have you ever played this? <laughs> I've heard. Oh, it. Like yeah. Because <laughs> Rob loves the butts. It's a sort of puzzle. There's various ways of actually completing it without, but it's actually quite hard. And it, it's one of those like text. Uh, it's got one of those text, old text adventure interfaces where you, you know semantic, where you just type in the verb of what to do. So it's like open door. You have to type, or it's or you know, sit on toilet, or you know stuff like that. <laughs> it's like open door. The door is locked. Unlock door. Oh, no. <laughs> Stuff like that. And uh, poops. <laughs> you can just type, you get achievements. So if you just type poop self within the first second, you get an achievement for like, for, for you know, failing immediately. <laughs> Stuff like that. The and you can uh, like release pressure by just saying fart. If you say fart, it's like you poop yourself. And so you say fart gently, and it's like you leave some pressure. Now you have more time to solve the puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> It was really bad. Anyway, Flash Games. <laughs> well, that was vaguely on <laughs> success. Yeah, no, I can't remember the, the name of the, the game that you made. That, that Yeah, I can't game. remember the game at all either, so yeah. <laughs> it's like, apparently I, I made this. This freaking thing exists, I swear to God. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go on a hunt for it, I think, after this. There's I seem to remember a Chevron, but that could be a number of things. <laughs> 
the only game I remember that I that I made specifically that was a shooter was the stupid one where you could detach the front of the ship from the rear of the ship and fly oh, it around yeah. separately. Oh yeah. Oh, and and it did. Were they attached at all? Well, like, you, with you a could, string. I think one of the power-ups was like a string between them that you could use to kill stuff. Okay. I say one of the parrots. It was probably about the only power I power programmed at that point, of course, before I gave up. <laughs> I remember that. Hmm. I think, okay, you guys talk about what you've been playing about. I'm going to try and find this game and see if I can prove to myself that it actually existed. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to ask the question of... Uh, uh, you better ask me if Ross is eating. Okay, <laughs> okay Zach, man. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> what have you been playing this week? Uh, well, I, I can safely... adventure. <laughs> Is that what I'm playing at the moment? Pretty much. Delicious duckball adventure, surely. <laughs> yes. Well, super delicious duckball adventure. <laughs> super delicious duckball adventure DS. <laughs> Where the DS stands for, um, delicious shit, or something. <laughs> Double... Uh, Double sauce. Double sauce. (laughs) Okay. Um, Well, I've not been playing this week. (laughs) What I've not been playing this week, which is like what I would have been talking about mostly, is Eve, because the patch got totally delayed. Oh, no. Uh, after all this talking about it, it's actually been delayed. I'm still not going to be able to talk about it for at least another two weeks. Success. Does anyone know why? What's going on? Do they always <laughs> delay patches, or is this oh, like... No, I've got sweet well, sour then... sauce on my stomach. <laughs> Ew. It's all basically. Ew. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> <laughs> well, basically, they never delay patches in EVE. So, basically, right. this time, it's like, I know, they're delaying the patch, and which basically everyone on the forum has taken to mean they finally learnt that they can't release a patch on time, so they might as well delay and make it more finished and better working with less bugs. <laughs> but do you, do you think they really will fix it, or are they just late? Uh, no, I think, think they probably will fi- I think there's, because there was a lot of feedback this time where it was like, they actually had a lot of people on the test, for, test server testing it and stuff, and people were saying, oh, this is still shit, why have you not made this better? So with all this feedback, I think they've actually realised that maybe this time they should just delay and actually make it a slightly better thing at the end. <laughs> hmm, okay. But uh, is two weeks going to help it, do you think? I mean, this sounds like a very ambitious patch, to be honest. Although, is it, in the great scheme of patches, Eve patches over the years? Well, hmm, it's not, it's not as major in sort of... But uh, it's hard to say because this is one of those factors where where the like the probable major effect will be economy rather than combat. So it's like it's quite hard to predict whether it will be a serious, you know, a big thing. Whether like economies will just collapse all over the place and people's star bases will shut down because no one's making the fuel fast enough or whatever. You could probably argue that the entire graphic replacement is one of the biggest patches. (laughs) <laughs> well, we, yes, but this is a game that's pretty ancient at this point, so it really didn't need that. <laughs> yeah, but it was big. It was. Well, it was big in size as well. But I think the funny thing about this patch is, so you obviously on the forum everyone was saying, oh, good job, you're actually delaying a patch for a change to make some bug fixes and stuff. <laughs> but in their, like, press release, well, not press release thing, sort of blog slash press release slash community post 
thing that they made about this. <laughs> it was really obvious that they... It's like, while everyone on the forum was like, obviously they pushed it back because it's not finished or whatever, but in, the, in, their, in their post, it's a, the obvious PR spin of it, where it's like, we want to... We want to not give people an unfair advantage and because they've been playing the test server and we want to level the player field by releasing sort of half the patch first so you'll be able to look at the resources on planets and then like a week later then you'll be able to actually start mining it. Right. So are they doing that then? Yes. The first, the first release in like, I think it's, yeah, next week they're releasing the skills so you can train those and you'll right. be able to scan the planets. And then a week a week or I think it's two weeks after that, then you then you could actually start mining them. Okay. But it'll take more than a week or so to train the skills that they Well, this is the really take. ridiculous thing about it, where it's like they're releasing the skills early so you can start training them. It's like why not just not release the skills and give everyone the skills at like level two to start with? <laughs> Don't make us train these shitty skills if you're just going to it's like we can't use them yet. How are we going to know if they're necessary or vital? What, Although, you, it'll you... probably be fairly obvious. But I but thought that was kind of dumb. Where they were suggesting that in order to sort of level the playing field and allow people who won't be there on launch day for this patch to sort of not be behind, they'd give everyone a week to train skills. It's like, what? <laughs> Just mm. give everyone the skills if you're that worried about it. Yeah, but that's or don't kind of... have the structures require skills. Do they ever give skills to people, like, without training? Uh, only in exceptionally rare cases where it's, like, an actual server error or whatever, where it's, like, you were meant to be gaining skill points and you weren't or something. So why, would, why are you saying just give them the skills? I mean, uh, I, mean I know it'll take time to learn because, them you don't. Because the, the way they phrased it where they were saying, we, we, we want to give everyone, like, a week to survey planets and train skills... Where they were say they were trying to say we want everyone to be sort of on a level playing field where we actually let you start mining. It's like we'll just give everyone the skills then. <laughs> then the playing field will be perfectly level. <laughs> I know, but that kind of defeats the object of skills, then, doesn't it? Really? No, it's that... it's just like an excuse, really, isn't it? They're just saying we need more time, but we're going to give you yeah. To do that that, that is basically That's... the excuse. It's like it's we can release enough, this really. bit. <laughs> yeah, but I think that... the whole. The whole idea that they that they're trying to to level the playing field by letting people look at the planets before they can start mining because they were worried about people on the test server having an unfair advantage because they'd already had experience with the system. Right. That's just ridiculous because it's like nothing in Eve is a level playing field ever. <laughs> so it's right. just like suddenly they're like, oh no, we must try and not make this unfair because for some reason we're worried about that now. Unlike all the other patches that have come off the test server where people could look at them and then just gone straight live. So have you been on the test server? No, I've only read about it on the forums. So I'm, I'm oh. sort of in the middle group the, the, okay. between actual test server experience and not even paying attention. <laughs> but you've done all this like non-scanning scanning of planets before you've had the scanning ability to try and figure yes. out from their stats. And it's like... looking very much more likely that that's going to be entirely pointless because they're looking <laughs> like they're just going to reseed all the planets anyway. So I'll, have to, I'll, still, I'll be able to use that week to go around and scan planets, as will everyone else in the entire goddamn universe. Yeah, everyone will be doing that. But the difference is you've been doing it for no reason. Pointless yeah, it's like I've been, doing it in or, <laughs> I've been doing it in order to give myself a slightly level of playing field over the people on the test server, because I didn't imagine that suddenly the, the 
games game running people would be like no let's make this a level playing field that that's just like that's so exactly opposite okay. to the general you know how everything progresses in eve that i never thought it would happen so i was automatically assuming that i'd better try and get whatever tiny advantage i could without having to actually go on the test server <laughs> that's like a bit of a waste of time there but never mind we had a laugh scanning planets that without an ability to scan i guess yeah, yeah. It was a fucked up planet, so it's not all lost. That's true. Well, it was worth it. Yeah, but those fucked up planets won't be there any longer. Or maybe they will. I'll have to go back to that planet to see whether the, even the reseed doesn't get rid of that weird bug. <laughs> if they're still, like, slightly weird in, like, you know, two weeks' time, then uh, that'll all be worth it then. <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, Jesus, well, two trades in a row! <laughs> it's because, you know, they obviously are more frequent when you have your window open. As soon as you close it, they stop going past. It has seemed like that today. There was two goods trains that passed each other exactly opposite my window. So it's like the precise point where the two trains overlapped was directly outside. Okay. <laughs> Which was fairly impressive. Hmm. Well, so the point where the engines the, the, at the front of the trains passed each other was yeah. just outside your window. Yeah. And they were about Not- the same length. Not yeah. sure I'd describe that as impressive. <laughs> well, it's quite unlikely if you're given the length of track that you're talking about. Yeah, unlikely like... maybe. Impressive. Yeah. No. It's not, but it's unfortunately, not... unfortunately, it's not even that unlikely because just about every train, they, they pass here at basically the same time. This yeah. must just be the middle point on the timetable where the two trains coming from the two different stations at the end cross over in the middle yeah, and almost good. exactly next to our house. Oh man, did you see that video on BBC News and also on YouTube where, like, it was Thurston Station, you know, near Stowmarket, and um, the, a steam train was going past, and this guy was videotaping it, and he was standing practically on oh, yeah. the bags, and then the express train comes the other way, enormous mows it down. That was awesome. The fact that, that made me la- laugh most about that video was the fact that the, the, the woman behind the camera sort of goes, sort oh. of, yeah, <laughs> it, it doesn't exactly warn the bloke, no. it sort of goes, oh. And, and this bloke sort of just stands there completely oblivious, as, as if we're supposed to be a good warning. <laughs> I'm supposed to tell you to get out of the way. No kind of movement towards him. No kind of get out of the way, Frederick, or whatever. It was just <laughs> he's sort of sitting there with this camera, going, "This is going to be awesome." <laughs> yeah, yeah. The taping it. I mean, you have to wonder Here's who was actually taping it. Dear, that's pretty funny. So, so Ethan, yeah. have you been playing anything else, man? Uh, yeah. So, well. Another thing that I could talk about somewhat, but not very much more, was I've played a lot more Civ 4. Um, I oh, got yeah. into the expansion pack, where, as predicted, it contained all the stuff that should have been in the original game. <laughs> Just like in right. Civ 3. It's like, oh, again? So are <laughs> so you happy like, now? Well, considering how cheap it was anyway, I was fairly happy even with the base game, but they the added sort of features and stuff in the expansion make it, you know, better. <laughs> so I would what say it's is it amazing that you like best about the added features from the expansion? What's the like essential? Well, the big thing that changes is the sort of the espionage system, which was it was from Civ Three. They drastically cut it down in Civ Four. It was super simplified, and then in the expansion back to Civ Four, they're basically going back to how it was in Civ Three again. <laughs> they just okay. reverted it and made it as complicated as it used to be, and probably a little bit more. Where you like, 
you can put like a percentage of your economy because you know how you could you could like have your economy percentage like you put percentage into wealth or research or happiness but yeah, now yeah, you can put now you can also put it into espionage where you get more espionage points and that lets you lets your spies perform missions when you have a, a sufficient number of points against enemy cities are they actually useful these missions yeah they can be you can do well, you can, the main one is you can just do counter-espionage, where it's like, for the next ten turns or something, that opponent can't do anything to espionage you. Ha-ha. <laughs> but what can you and do then, that actually does something? You know? Well, you can, you know, sabotage all buildings and all that kind of stuff. Really, oh, the yeah. only reason I, I use the espionage points, because this is probably just another element of my being not actually very good at Civ. <laughs> but it's like, the only real reason I use it is because once you have enough espionage points built up against a civilization, you can see into any of their cities that you know of, and you can um, see what they're researching, which is pretty useful. Ah, so you can plan to counter whatever stuff they're developing. So yeah. Just, so if they're developing, you know, some kind of weapon, then you can invest in the rock, paper, scissors. Yes, basically. Oh, you can see when they're about to become about to advance up the tech trees, you'll be like, now they're a slightly bigger threat. <laughs> hmm. Hmm, sounds good. So that's so, quite useful. But the other thing that's fairly awesome about the expansion is it includes like a weird set selection of mods and scenarios which do various hilarious things to Civ. Like are you playing one... scenarios then? Or are you playing uh, just games? No, set I've just been playing just games and then a couple of the mods. Cause How long did the, the game first... take? that you're playing still forever as usual in Civ although there, there now is an op- there now is like options for speed of the game where you can say I don't want to play such a ridiculously long game thanks but you although for some, it, right? for some reason it's like uh, they seem to have not quite got this the right way around because the different speed settings you have like standard and then you have quick but then above standard you have epic and marathon it's like you're meant to do more lower ones, not more higher ones. <laughs> we don't need games that seem to be longer. Is, is Marathon the longest or Epic? You'd think Epic. I would can't be remember. Longest. They might be the other way around. Yeah. But it's like, this is unnecessarily long. It still takes gonna... 15 hours to finish a normal length game. 15 hours? Jeez. How many of those have you played in the past week? <laughs> well, like two. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. But yeah, I played these weird mods. There's one which is kind of it turns into a sort of tower defense <laughs> where the units are really like specific they do specific things like you have like forest unit where it's only good in forests and then it's okay. like you have a weird map where it's like left to right and then you put cities on the right and then you have to defend them against waves of enemies that come from, come from the other side. So you have to set up your defences precise. Although really all it is is like you have to work out the path that all the enemy units take because obviously they just take the quickest route to your cities. So it's like, if I put a unit right here, it will kill every single enemy on the map because they'll just keep walking into it. Oh god, because they're not clever enough to walk around it, right? No. <laughs> Although, <laughs> I, I mean, that is kind of an element of the tower defenseness of it. Of it to, yeah, because you know, to direct You set people, up the tower yeah. in the right place. Yeah, of course. But that, yeah. that was kind of interesting. But it got kind so of the ridiculous. skills you learn in that help in any way in the main game, like uh, not really. It's it's basically okay. a totally different system. Oh, Everything has changed, but um, it it gets kind of ridiculous very quickly. It's like I was I managed to get up to like wave ten where it introduces zombie enemies, 
wait, wait, it's not really one. Well, I say zombie enemies. It's not zombies of enemies. It's a type of enemy called a zombie. <laughs> okay. Um, but it, it it was like that wave had like 128 zombies. It's like Jesus Christ, this is taking forever. <laughs> it's like my one unit can easily kill like 20 zombies a turn, but it's still taking goddamn forever for them to just throw themselves against my defenses. Hmm. So you need to turn on fast combat for that. I think that was my main problem. I maybe should have turned on fast combat a bit quicker. <laughs> the ones I realised. Exactly? It means that you don't get so much combat animation and it just resolves almost instantly. Instead oh, of okay. Instead of right. bothering Any... to show the enemies running up to you and then dying. <laughs> yeah. I just get annoyed when it's like it's taking a turn and then something happens. I don't mind missing the animation, but I just want to know what happened because sometimes it goes on to the next Yeah, where it's like off. some unit has disappeared and you're like, I had a unit there a minute ago. What the fuck? Yeah, where'd it go? <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. And you need time to know what's happened, but you don't need time to know what's happening you don't need to know what you know you don't need to watch things happen you just need but to know it was the always problem with the Civ games it. where the the cpu would always just build a massive stack of units all on one tile yeah and you <laughs> so tell. You'd, you'd see them coming and the ones they got <laughs> next to your city it was like next turn is going to be very long because i'm going to be sitting here watching about 50 goddamn units just pound against my eyes <laughs> oh dear I, actually, a zombie apocalypse, that would be an interesting thing to unleash like towards the end of an actual proper game of civilization. Well, I think one of these other... I think one of the scenarios is like a zombie sort of game, more okay. where it's like you defend against the wildlife of zombies I see. in a sort of post-apocalyptic setting, hmm, which sounds kind of interesting. But then the other, one, the other one that I've actually been playing is the space mod, where it turns it into a sort of space colonization where you Absolute have like star systems planet. with planets. No, it's like it's more in space rather than on a different planet. Right. How does that work with the engine of Civ then? Well, it's quite ingenious actually because they you have like star systems which are the equivalent of cities as oh, in it replaces the cities. But then in the star when you open up the star system window, you can select each of the individual planets to build stuff on. So each planet right. can be upgraded with every building. So this is and like then, a a big area of space on a flat plane, which is grid-based, just like Civ. Yeah, and then all okay. your ships move on the grids. I see. Which what is kind of weird. En- what can you sort of engineer on the on three bits of space? <laughs> lanes, space lanes or something? Yeah, not very much, basically. You build warp lanes, to which are the equivalent of roads, obviously. And then they right. upgrade to jump lanes, which are the equivalent of railways. So you can just move your ships faster between the systems. And then apart from that, you don't actually build anything in space. Apart from on the resource points, you build mines. And you can build, like, star bases to claim resources that are outside of your influence. I can't help but think this will... Yeah, I can't help but think this will actually play better than Sins of a Solar Empire. Not that I'm saying it was bad, but it's... It was (laughs) basically a one-trick pony, wasn't it, Sins? You kind of... uh, It was a bit of a tank rush. Well, yeah. that, That was the thing about Sins. It's like, with Sins, it did have some, like you know, upgrading and you could build shit in orbit and that would give you different options and stuff. But it, the trouble with Sins was, it's like almost the polar opposite because Sins was like, you have to do everything insanely fast and be constantly doing stuff or otherwise you, you, your forces just get overwhelmed because the enemies are doing stuff as fast as they possibly can. Whereas in Civ, it's like, space is incredibly slow where it's like, your ships only move one square per turn and it takes like 15 squares to go between two different star systems. Realistic, I suppose. 
Well, yeah. Kind of annoying though. It's always too slow. Fun. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So you've and been playing it does, else, or is that your... does almost seem to be sort of that almost seems to sort of limit combat a bit too much in the space game because it's like <laughs> you can't easily reinforce your units. It's like you have to build up a huge force and then send it all at once and hope that's enough because otherwise you're never going to get reinforcements to them in time. Right. Yeah. Well, Which is also arguably well. realistic. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of makes sense as well. In a kind of can, you still, it... can you still call on your advisors and yet set they're all wearing spacesuits? <laughs> That'd be great. Well, unfortunately, the advisors were kind of dropped from Civ Four altogether, which kind of yeah. sucks. But the animations for like the heads of state are pretty awesome. Where it's like, <laughs> look at Lincoln, like um, massaging his temples. That's a bit weird how they because that's a very dro- Lincoln maneuver. Apparently, it's a bit odd how they dropped advisors from Civilization and then they turned up in Sim City. Do you remember? Like in SimCity 4, you get advisors. Well, they, told that they were in SimCity 3000, so... Oh, were they? Okay. That was maybe... I don't know, that was sort of at the same time, really. I mean, it wasn't exactly the same time, but it was in the I same sort of generation. Weirder. I think it's weirder that whenever someone says Lincoln, I instantly think of the gay bar video. <laughs> that, um... that says something about you. <laughs> yeah, I think it does. Quite yeah, he's dressed like Lincoln, isn't he, with his top hat and the beard? Yes. The gamer. Hey man, I found the yeah, game. Don't ad- you don't get advisors, which is kind of annoying. Oh, you right, found you Chevron Blaster. Yeah, it's called Rotate Concept. I oh! I'm oh. remembering this. Zach, the person who made I'm, the game. I, is, is there well, anyone the name who doesn't sounds, remember? Okay, Rotate The name concept. sounds familiar, but then... So, I mean, using the word rotate is not uncommon for me in terms of, <laughs> I don't know, programming, I guess. Okay, I'm going to read out what you said about it, okay. <laughs> it says, After a nicely scripted start sequence, brackets, well, it took ages to make, so it must be nice, close brackets, round one begins. <laughs> what? <laughs> the balls appear from the no bottom No way I wrote that! Yeah, you did. This is on Happy Salad. The balls appear from the bottom That sounds more like something Rob wrote. The top. As they reach the top, you must use your correctly coloured ship to destroy them. Destroy more consecutively. Oh, wait, I do them. remember this game now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your description of it really wasn't helping, though. But yes, I do remember it. Ah, I, I described it exactly right. It was in a semicircle. With the <laughs> well, you, you, you did, were, you did describe it. Was it was like a but... character. Yeah, well, you changed flip colours, so you remember it now. Oh. Yeah. Rotate concept. There you go. A game that you actually finished, and you don't remember. I totally it. don't. I totally don't remember the intro of it, though, no, which really was apparently remember. awesome. I really <laughs> actually don't remember if it was any good, which is probably the important thing here. Oh, it was barely a game at all. Uh, but um, I mean, there's almost nothing to it. But the intro thing it's talking about was like it had That's a number. That's what concept games were about. It counted up like the number of balls, and then it would sort of feed them into the hopper before the round started. It wasn't like an intro sequence, traditional style. It was like a little sequence that sequence. played out. Every <laughs> round, yeah. I don't think I have a copy of this. Oh, it's. No, I don't think uh, I have a copy of this. No, I can't find a GAM file, but I do have the Vitalize file in my archive of happysalad.com so uh, i'll see if i can it. find it and go online it's about Just 42k <laughs> in terms of file size. <laughs> well that that's what the concept games were for <laughs> yeah that's new true miniature games you back embodied... in the days of dial-up modems you embodied the true well spirit. actually that was probably after the days of dial-up modems well yeah a <laughs> little bit after so. maybe yeah 512 I mean, broadband probably yeah i mean yeah i mean we we're discussing before how 
the site looks so hilarious in that it has to apologize for games being like three megabytes. <laughs> I don't even know where <laughs> I put my games. It's going to take forever to download, but it's good, so don't worry. Anyway. Anyway. You might be alienating the, alienating the uh, audience there somewhat. Yes, okay. Well, I might Other talk about what I've been playing, shall I? That? Yes, I, I can't think of anything else that I've been playing at the moment. I might come up with something later. Okay, we'll get back to you, shall we? Okay. <laughs> I doubt we will, but <laughs> carry on. You never know. Well, um, I'm going to start, I think, because I, you always go last. <laughs> so I might as well. Yes, yeah, oh, yes. I finally, finally, like literally just before we started recording this, finished Assassin's Creed 2. Oh, so we can never talk about it again. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you guys, long game is long, seriously. Like, I, I, I managed to find an, an hour count on it, and I was thinking about it. Like, it's an action game, right? I mean, it's not an RPG. I mean, I played Mass Effect 2, I played through in about a week or something, but that's about 35 hours, uh, I found, which is a little bit shorter than, like, Kotal, which is my kind of reference standard for how long a, a big, meaty RPG really ought to be. I think if it goes over that, which obviously... You know, Dragon Age and sort of the serious... And no, Mass Effect is erring towards an action game anyway, isn't it, rather than an RPG, so... Yeah, but you know you know what I mean. But, uh, whereas, whereas Assassin's Creed is more sort of, you know, hack and slash and jump across... Well, it Mass Effect 1 ha- did have a lot of walking around and <laughs> talking to people, especially at the start with the Citadel. It's like just getting through yeah. the Citadel takes fucking forever! Exactly. Whereas Assassin's Creed, there's no, like, talking to people, there's no dialogue options, there's no... <laughs> You're killing them! Sorry? Because <laughs> you're killing them. Because you're killing them, exactly. You're basically stabbing everyone up. But I looked at my hour count. I'm a bit, I'm, I've been a bit completionist. Like, whenever like stuff opened up, I like on the map, I was always going and doing it before I carried on with the story. You know, like side missions. Like uh, you get mm. assassination contracts, which are really cool little side missions for basically just killing someone. But it's always got a nice little story to the individual little missions. And then there are more basic ones like races and career assignments where you have to just deliver a package really quickly. Uh, what else is there? All oh, those beat-up events, which are hilarious. Every single one is the same, pretty much. All you have to, all, There's always a woman crying in the street, and you talk to her, and her, her husband has always cheated on her, and you always have to go and beat him up. That's all it is. There's like six of them in the game. And it's like, it's pretty pointless. It's quite fun because after the initial stage of the game, by the time you've got a sword and stuff, you don't really do much of the hand-to-hand combat after that. So it's a nice opportunity to get in some punches and do some non-lethal ass-kicking. But um, yeah, but uh, that, uh, and I hadn't collected all the little treasures and stuff. But my hour count now, having just finished it, it's 29 hours. That's pretty good value. This is for a single player game, I think. It's pretty good, pretty good going, I think. In, in my world of not having much time to play games as I'd like, that's kind of a bit worrying, really, because at some point I do want to go back and at least attempt the first Assassin's Creed again. But yeah, well, if, if they're that epically long, I might switch off before I reach ten. I don't think Assassin's Creed, the first one, is as long, but I don't know because I haven't played all the way through it. I didn't enjoy it, I, what, I, what was going on in it at, at first. I much preferred this from the start, this sequel. But uh, So I don't really know what happened in the first one. But it wasn't... In, in, in my head, the thing that's possibly going to draw me back to Assassin's Creed 1 is simply the sound you make when certain things happen in the world. That sort of... Um, 
I don't know. Maybe it's oh, a, I think a, I know. Yeah, you know, the sort of ins- reversed piano, uh, sort of tinkly, tinkly music. music. Yeah, I know that you get a lot of tinkles and and little oh, little swells in the music whenever stuff happens. Like it does that sort of glitchy animus thing where it's like mm, yeah. it goes white and all pixelated and weird, and but in a cool way. Like graphically, it's. It, I, I was saying, I think it's probably the best. It's probably the best. It's the best looking multi-platform game, anyway. I think probably until but, Red um, Dead Redemption. Yeah, Tokyo. I'm, I'm going to talk about that, but I've got that. I've I, I had to finish this today because I've um I've uh, pre-ordered that, so that's arriving tomorrow. So next podcast, serious Red Dead Redemption. I'm really excited now. It's getting I've stupid honest, reviews. I, I actually think it might look uh, look quite good, simply because my it looks like GTA 4 without most of the crap in the West. <laughs> yeah, but, I, I, well, that, but that's, people are saying it's not quite Grand Theft Auto in that they have they haven't just stuck to their. Well, you own the horses, so they, <laughs> you do. Not them. Well, you can As you much. can you can steal them, and you can tra- um, uh, you can find wild horses and like tame them, and like you know, and they they're faster and stuff because they're like wild mustangs, so, stuff like that, and you can but, ride um, a donkey. Yeah, all kinds of things. Ch- yeah. But, but I really like GTA 4, and it's my kind of game, and I think this really looks like... In fact, you, you know I was saying with the Batman game that like that got me really into Batman, I started like um, reading the comics and stuff. Uh, and um, and Assassin's Creed was getting me into looking up sort of Renaissance Italy and on Wikipedia. Are you styling like, yourself on Clint Eastwood? Is that what you're trying to tell us? Well, what I was going <laughs> to say is I started watching um, in preparation. I haven't even played the game yet. I've already started watching Westerns in preparation. <laughs> so I watched um, 310 to Yuma uh, the other day, the new Ooh, one. Ooh, I haven't seen that. You don't Have you seen that? Rit- no, ridiculous really things to type into chat. Yeah, exactly. All the air gringo stuff. <laughs> and, um, uh, Can you be a Mexican? Um, no, but th- no. you go into Mexico later in the game, so you meet lots of Mexicans. But you are just yeah, one guy. You're I like bet Nico they won't say Angrigo. <laughs> I bet they will. I bet you they will. In fact, I would willing to bet that they will say Angrigo at some point. Some okay, they might, they might say it, but it won't be as hilarious as when Rob says it in his incredibly <laughs> bad Mexican accent. Uh, perhaps <laughs> What's not. What's Mexican accent? It's fine. It's it, it's a comedy phrase that. Yeah, so it's going to be really good. I'm really excited, but no point talking about it until I actually play it. But um, it does look Gringo got like quesadillas. Yeah, Assassin's Creed. That the worst thing about Assassin's Creed Two is Danny Wallace. Do you know who he is? Name rings a bell. He's that guy. Well, he's like friends with um. Uh, Dave Gorman. He was flatmates with Dave Gorman. You know, oh, yes. And he's done like, um, you know, make your own little micronation country and stuff like that. He's done TV series and things. Do you know the guy I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyway, he does a voice of someone in Assassin's Creed 2. Like, you, you know, in the real world in Assassin's Creed 2 where you're Desmond Miles or whatever, uh, you have yeah. a little team around you helping you. You know, I, I told you it's not a big spoiler, but at the start of the game, you break out from the evil corporation. You start working for, you know, good guys. Good yeah, and you have like an advisor who's this like asshole techie guy with glasses who always is really smarmy. And t- but anyway, it's voice acted by Danny Wallace, and every time he talks, it's so excruciatingly rubbish. I mean, hello. 
My name is Danny, I mean, scientist person number one. It's just, oh, I can't even describe how irritating every time he speaks is. It's really jarring with the rest of the game, because I'm not saying the voice acting is amazing, but when you're actually in Italy, like, uh, it's quite seamless, actually, a lot of the, the stuff. They, they talk in this kind of quite strange half-Italian, half-English thing, where they occasionally slip in a bit of Italian to give it a sort of Renaissance flavor thing. But after a while, you you forget about that, and it doesn't seem very jarring. Like uh, by the time that Mario, Uncle Mario, comes up and says it's a me, Mario, uh, then you've kind of forgotten about <laughs> about about that being a bit weird. So all that voice work is absolutely fine, and Ezio's really good actually. But um, but yeah, every time Danny Wallace chimes in, it's like, oh, well, it's shut up, man. And I was a bit worried that it would you that he you know you were going to say he was one of the like Italians somewhere. No, so he's like, not. So it would have been a bit, a bit like, my name is Ezio. I kill people for a living. Hello, I'm Danny. <laughs> that would be really weird. But uh, no, he's like your advisor type guy who talks to you. So every time, a lot of times, um, you'll encounter a new character who you have to assassinate or something that's important to the plot or something. And you go into your little database that gives you info on all the people. But the most important people get a whole video file, and it's just him talking about the guy. And it always starts with him saying the guy's name, like, um, Venezio Il Barbarigo or something. And then he goes on and talks about, uh, you know, a little story about him. And it's just so annoying, and you can't skip them, I don't think. Or I think you might, you can skip them after the first time you've watched them. You might be able to skip them completely, but... I think I was just watching them for the lulls, basically, because it's just so awful. <laughs> Sorry, Danny. Oh. I just, so that's annoying. perfectly clear. We're laughing at you. And another, <laughs> yeah, basically. Another annoying thing. You know, in, do you remember in Midtown Madness, how occasionally you're driving along and the cars would just swerve into you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just swerve right into you. Like, you couldn't just drive around normally in that game because they, the game wanted carnage. It couldn't, it couldn't survive without carnage. So they, it's like they everyone driving past was like, oh my god, this car is slightly unusual. <laughs> what do I do? Behave erratically. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they slam into you for no reason. Well, in Assassin's Creed 2, there are these guys wandering around on the street carrying boxes full of, like, uh, vegetables. No, not grenades, just vegetables or something something boring. And they're just walking around with boxes, but they make a beeline for you every time. And all you have to do is sort of touch them, and they drop their box and get pissed off, and then guards around will say, hey, why are you knocking this box off? And Why are you stopping that and stuff? And it's just really annoying. Why can't they just watch where they're going, the idiots? Oh. You had an accident in the market that wasn't your fault. Did you <laughs> spill your potatoes and didn't receive compensation? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> don't get cool murdered. <laughs> yeah. The last person I would like... What like, are you Don't get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> That's good advice. Walk with your box straight into an assassin for no reason. And they go... Although I did find that there are also these, um, like, minstrel guys in the in the open marketplaces who will run up to you and start playing a song about how awesome you are, which attracts guys <laughs> and stuff. So basically, you run That's into really them. That's really inconvenient. If you're so awesome, you just attract minstrels. It's, it's like, you shut do. the fuck up. <laughs> it's really annoying. It happens all the time as well. And so they run after you. So like, And then if you stop... Just, just to be clear, we are talking about bards, not 
small chocolates. Not little chocolates, no. I, I think that's fairly clear. I'm not sure many okay. people are going to realise even that minstrels are a type of chocolate. <laughs> I, I've got these... of them chasing me. They're these guys with lutes, and yeah, they start singing about your how awesome your assassinations and stuff are. <laughs> fat lutes. Yeah. <laughs> they are quite fat. Uh, but you can't pick them up, unfortunately, so you can't actually pick up the fat lutes. But um, uh, you do, I always run into them immediately, to, even if I'm walking, I run straight into them to knock the loot out of their hands, and then they get pissed off, but I don't really care. <laughs> like, shut up. It's really nice. And also, like, Usually there's only one of them, but I found a part of the game where there's like three of them at once, and I don't think the game can work out like when there are three people playing at once. Like they, none of them seem to play at all. They just walk up to you and stand there because they can't seem to play the same song together. It's obviously not. Oh, I, was, I was really hoping that they were all going to be playing <laughs> different songs <laughs> at the same yeah, time. Yeah, that's what I was hoping as well. Yeah, because that would be really jarring. So they've obviously got some kind of programming or line of code in there to stop them from 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 singing all the different Doing things at, at the same all. time. That's, yeah, just sit there. That's just it's lazy. Like, yeah, it's just a fix, yeah. really, isn't it? But I've never I heard know. of the mu- unspoken musician rule that you have to have a stare down contest before deciding <laughs> who to play. <laughs> yeah, they're all staring at you though. It's really annoying. Oh. <laughs> which, which one freaks do they, them out do they the still most attract guards play? even though they're only staring at you making no noise at all uh, I, can't, I don't know actually because they don't it's only if there's a guard right there usually uh, there are guards like just wandering around the city and you can just walk past them and stuff but if you have like notoriety then they start uh, which is a meter that fills up and which you can reduce by um, there's various ways you can like kill people who are preaching about your misdeeds and stuff, or you can just rip posters off the wall, wanted posters, which is by far the easiest way. But um, sometimes, if there's a guard there when you rip down the poster, he'll he'll chase after you, and then you'll get the meter will fill up again anyway. So you sounds really stupid. Sounds really stupid that you could reduce your notoriety for murdering people by murdering more people. <laughs> yeah, you can actually, as long as you you can't do it in public, because otherwise people will notice and then you'll know well, yeah. go back up. So you have to like trail them and then, I don't know. It's well, maybe cool. you want the fame, you know, maybe you want to do a public killing in front of everyone stand up what? with a fanfare. And, well, you uh, can. I mean, you can't kill too many civilians. Like, if you kill two civilians in a row, then it desynchronizes and or whatever, you have to start over <laughs> because Ezio did not kill civilians, but he did kill millions upon millions of guards. Anyone on the well, given, given your box, people, you must have killed a few civilians, you know, just out of nudging. Oh, man, you dropped my t- potatoes. Seriously, what the fuck? Stab, stab. Yeah, sometimes I stab them up when they drop their freaking boxes. Because, like, there was a mission was towards right at the end, like, uh, when I was playing just now today, where you had to remain anonymous. And, and the game obviously deliberately placed a whole bunch of guys with boxes walking straight towards you just to piss you off. <laughs> It's like it's a wall like, of box going. Yeah, basically, they're walking towards you. And you're, like, you're trying to walk around them as slowly as possible. And you can also hold, when you're walking, you can hold B. I think this was in the first game. But yeah, yeah, not, to sort of gently yeah, push people out the way. To nudge people out the way. It doesn't seem very important at all in the second game. It barely needs to be there anymore, I don't think. Because uh, it did look pretty stupid in the first game. There's some funny like YouTube videos of just... of. of um, what's his name? Altair just pushing a guy over and over again against a wall or something. Yeah. <laughs> That's quite good. But, well, um, actually, I felt a bit, to be honest, out of most of the animations in the game, that was one of the better ones, how they sort of, because it tends to do the right, the, the, the civilians yeah. will do the right duck 
for or the right sort of get out the way move for however old he is holding his hands up. Yeah, that kind which of is quite stuff. Neat. That kind of animation in Assassin's Creed and Assassin's Creed 2, so much attention to, to detail there. Like, and I mean, one of the amazing things about the first game, which is completely carried on, is the, you know, the free running. Just the animation where every time he grabs a ledge, his hand is actually on that ledge, you know, which is pretty amazing the way. And he never looks weird, like his well, arms never sort of yeah. stretch. The point it's slightly where, less amazing now because, as I say, a lot of games it's now been do done. Thing. Yeah, things. Yeah, it, it, it was done in the first game. Then, um, what do you call it? Uncharted did it. As yeah, well. yeah. And uh, well, that's also a, a game with amazing animation, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, so it's nothing special now. But now it's an integral part of Assassin's Creed because obviously you spend most of your time climbing and running over. In fact, I looked in my stats when I was looking for that uh, twenty-nine hour game time. It also tells you how far how far you've how high you've climbed like and it's like 10k 10 kilometers i've climbed <laughs> over that 29 hours you spend a lot of time climbing you, you have to get space? those viewpoints and things sorry are you in space or dying then or <laughs> well no you don't climb it in one go you keep dropping Go down on. it's a <laughs> i'll be then you're under climbing and it should go get down again <laughs> well, it should always stay at zero. It's just a, it just tells you your altitude. <laughs> so you just you have to go up to the top of the tower and go into the menu, and it just tells you how high you are. Yeah, your old tire attitude. So yeah, I finally finished it. It's good. It's long, and uh, but uh, always good quality. I, I really like that game. In fact, I, I was saying. That's quite a lot of, in common with Grand Theft Auto, but I'm really looking forward to Red Dead Redemption tomorrow, and that game is going to last me ages as well, so be prepared to be talking about that for a while. But um, I did manage today... Oh, that's the thing I was annoyed about. Like, There's two missing memory sequences, or there's two missing bits of the game, which were originally supposed to be in there. And the game's long enough as it is, so I wasn't really pissed off that they weren't there. Um, and, uh, but... Um, they're available as DLC, and I knew that, so I managed to get into Xbox Live because, you know, my um, Paul's internet will only allow one IP address through the thing, so I had to wait. I had to unconnect my computer, wait for, like, half an hour, and then plug in my Xbox, and it actually did go onto Xbox Live, which I haven't been on for a while. So you may notice my achievements and stuff have actually synchronized. You can actually, <laughs> see, you can actually see what I've done in Aspect 2 now. But, um, yeah, you have to pay for it. You have to pay for the DLC. And, like, considering what there is to download compared to what there is in the original game, in terms of value for money, it's really bad. Because, like, that, that at, at full price or whatever, 35 quid, I reckon that 29 hours is pretty good value, really. Uh, and, and I paid less for it. I probably paid 26 or something. But those um, DLC packs are, like, um, three quid each or something. There's two of them. And... Think. Well, and then you have to pay more to get the stuff that was in the special edition of the game on launch, which was a few more of the tomb things, like the dungeons, hmm. which are really cool. I mean, they're one of the fun, funnest bits of of Assassin's Creed 2, are the little uh, Assassin's Tombs, because they're like little platforming. They're almost like Prince of Persia sections, yeah, cool. which are quite distinct from the rest of the game, and they're really fun. They have puzzles and stuff. Probably the best, like... Because apparently the new Prince of Persia, you know, the new Prince of Persia that was called Prince of Persia, we talked yeah, about that. Yeah, the best, the best description I, I, I've heard of that game is that 
Um, the title is very apt and that the Forgotten Sands seems to be the game that they sort of forgot about and then thought, oh, you know what, let's just ship it. Yeah, exactly. That's the new, new one that's just come out and apparently, yeah, that's not so great either. So I think those these Assassin's Tombs, probably the best platforming stuff come out of Ubisoft for since those old Prince of Persia games. So they're really I good. I find it so, weird that they came up with this sort of uh, franchise reboot last year or year before, whenever it was, not that long ago. And they've ditched it and gone for, yeah, you know, let's go back to the old style. That's just because nobody liked it, so now they're, like, playing safe. And, and they also want to tie-in with the movie. And a tie-in with the film, exactly. But, but um, the yeah. film was the, the first game. Yeah, so they've gone yeah, back well, to that universe. They've got this new one that they made and when they realised, oh, shit, the movie isn't based in this new one's universe. It's based in this old universe. Well, so we better go there back. wasn't really anything that wrong with the last game, other than it was stylishly different and you know, perhaps a bit easier. I just didn't feel right. Like, the characters didn't feel right to me. Not that they'd ever felt right, because Warrior within the emo prints and stuff, but they just, I don't know what it was about this. Because I, I played a little bit of Prince of Persia, you know, the, the newer one, the, the reboot. And, mm. uh, yeah, I just wasn't... I, I was excited about it while it was in development, because it looked really cool. It had a sort of cell-shaded... Semi-cell-shading, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So. It's it like the Borderlands look, actually, isn't it? Very much like the sort of the sharp textures, but with soul shading. Yeah, and it had a sort of Zelda style. The world has been painted black, and you have to turn it back to colour sort of thing going on, didn't it? That was kind of the theme at the time. There was quite a few games that did that. Mm. <laughs> like like De Blob. What? De Blob. Did you ever hear about that? No. That? It's this awesome... Um, a uh, Wii game, basically. We control this uh, blob okay. who can uh, change his <laughs> color. Uh, the, I can't remember the exact rules of it, but you had to essentially change change your color and paint bits of the town that were grey in a certain color. But depending on the color you were using, it affected the music that was playing and um, things like that. So, like mm-hmm. like blue with jazzy tones and like um, like the piano section or red would bring in some sax and trumpet. You know, things like that. Was, I can't remember what the actual point was what, in the, in the colours, but I, I remember that's what they did. Basically, the point of the game was to colour the town. Basically, all these games nerd. are clearly rip-offs of Wizball. Because <laughs> 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 Wizball was the original black and white turning into colour game. I think Wizball was a rip-off of The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> complete with the name. It wasn't like, really, though. Because you were the wizard. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true. You were the wizard, yeah. And your cat, called Cat. Or, well, I think it was actually called Catalin, conveniently. Which conveniently shortens to Cat. <laughs> Catalin the Cat. Yes. Okay. And it, it, then it turns into a little helper robot thing. At least it wasn't just Cat with a K. No, that's true. Cat is so lucky. was clearly awesome. He obviously took it to the... Well, I suppose Lilac Wars came afterwards, didn't it? <laughs> quite a lot. After like, what? After, <laughs> yeah, after quite a lot. Well, you know, you know, then you've got that, that, that pink ship enters the fray and the music suddenly goes... The motherfucking childcare and shit is all like, cat! And the picture comes up and it's a cat. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like Slippy Toad yeah, or whatever. They're, they're like, all like that. It's like Fox. <laughs> Fox McLeod yeah, but, is a fox, yeah. Well, yeah, but Fox is actually a kind of cool name as opposed to 
Sorry, everyone called Cat out What's there. wrong with Cat? What's wrong with Cat's a cool name? Well, no, no, it's, so it's a cool name unless you're a cat. Fox is always cool. <laughs> Even if you're a fox. Fox so... He was cool. Yeah. Well, I guess, Fal- yeah. I guess Falco a fox, is a cool though. bird. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, bird punch. No, that's Falcon. Falcon. Oh, Falcon Punch, is it? Falcon Punch! <laughs> well, he is a, is he a Falcon, then? Falco the Falcon? That's pretty close. Yes. No, bugger. Well, yeah, he is. assuming sort he of. actually is a Falcon. I don't know. Because don't know Falcons can be really bright blue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think... You have to assume like... so. I mean, obviously, that's why his name <laughs> is Falco, because he's a Falcon. But that would make sense. I can't believe you hadn't made, we hadn't made that link before. I mean, it seems fairly obvious now. Why is Sliffy the Toad called Sliffy? I mean, apart from, obviously, Toads are kind of slimy. <laughs> that would be why. Yeah, but that's not like all the other ones are named after their animals. That's not like <laughs> Furry no, the Peppy. Well, Peppy okay, is a, 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 a rabbit, so how does that make, how does that work? That well, one from Peppy Ritchie. O'Hare was his name. But... Well, oh, well, no, yeah. I suppose... I suppose Peffy is like, is maybe that's a sort of reference to like being Peffy, like you know he's all upbeat and enthusiastic. Do a yeah, barrel roll. Presumably. So, is there any connection between Peppy O'Hare and, and Bucky O'Hare? Oh God! Oh, I we can seen. only hope. <laughs> yeah, that, maybe that's where the next Lilith Wars game will head. But, but, into, Bucky uh, O'Hare righteous indignation. Yeah, Bucky O'Hare was green and like looked a bit like Jazz Jackrabbit, didn't he? But he had a duck on his screen, I guess. And he had that so it, it, does, it does kind of point to it being the same universe where miscellaneous animal <laughs> lag. Oh, I think oh, well. that was lag, and also you said mi- miscellaneous, didn't you? Miscellaneous. Yes, miscellaneous. I don't think you need to pronounce the C in there. Do you? It's, it's miscellaneous, isn't it? <laughs> That's still pronouncing the C just in a different way. I know. But in the correct way. <laughs> in, the, in the less awesome way. In the less, mis, miscellaneous is more awesomer. Speaking yeah. of random words, right? Yeah. Or bad words or whatever. We came up with this awesome theory at work this week where if you combine a place name with some other word, you can instantly make anything sound pretty much dirty. <laughs> That's very so, for instance, <laughs> like combine a, a place name with any word in the entire. Universe. Well, pretty yeah. much, it seems to work quite well with food. Like uh, the uh, the one that actually exists, I think, was the Dartford milkshake, or was it Dartmoor milkshake, something like that. Yeah, but which is I mean, a savage but, cocktail of some kind. But and, there uh, are actual foods that are named after places. Loads of well, them, aren't there? Yeah, no, no, it's actual, cheese. It's, it's, that doesn't like sound dirty. Well, no, but it, it, generally, apart from the Bakewell tart and uh, Melton Mowbray. Things like that. Generally, the, like, the, the things are named after the county. And that's for some reason, when you do that, they don't sound too bad. It's, it's when you're like, oh, and Kendall Mooncake, that's okay as well. But if you do, do like, well, let's just take a few examples. Like, how about if you had the, the Romford Radish, for instance? It just sounds, sounds a bit wrong. Does or, it have or to be a The Brixton Baguette. Well, it I'm doesn't, sure. but it helps. It just sounds better. <laughs> the Brixton Baguette. Or the Slough Dumpling. <laughs> What the slough dumpling? 
Yeah. What's the Birmingham surprise? Birmingham surprise is not a food. I know. Birmingham surprise is a food. Yeah, but any surprise in Birmingham isn't going to be good. No, but even the food yes. kind. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. So I was on Xbox Live, and that meant I could download some demos. So I actually did, and I played a couple. I, I played Perfect Dark the demo. Have you got that, Rob? Or you think I've got the demo? I haven't played. Yeah, I bought the demo. Do you play it? I haven't quite brought myself to spend eight hundred points on a fifteen-year-old uh, game. A fifteen-year-old game <laughs> that yeah. you own anyway. That I don't yeah. own. Do you? Huh. No I way. always used uh, Dan's brother's card. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was Stevens actually, I think, and he had the um, you need the expansion pack, didn't you? I had that. You did have that, so that allowed you to play. Yeah. I was a high roller in the N64 game. I didn't have that because I only owed like three games. <laughs> Therefore, I didn't need it. What did you have? Hydro Thunder, Mario Party Two, and I can't remember the other one. <laughs> Oh, Hydro Thumper's coming back, though. It's actually about that. Vaguely. Although, Microsoft it's, it's, as well it's, are developing it. Well, not Microsoft, yeah, it's, but it's, it's not really a, a, a remake or anything. It's more of a... Apparently, it's sort of inspired by, but not actually... Well, it looks pretty similar official. to me from the footage. It's graphically, yeah, but I'm not entirely sure the gameplay will be. They, they, they sort of made a note saying that it wasn't like a... a, a, a in a way, a sort of like a true sequel so it could end up being quite different it could end yeah, up well, being it's, like wave race or something where it's like more physics-y i think it will have more to do with the water. Jumps. yeah although the jumps are going to be important i think like um but it does say in the demo uh, sorry in the trailer it says this ain't your daddy's hydro thunder as if all our dads <laughs> played hydro thunder <laughs> it's a really weird thing to say yeah it's but not they that obviously old. <laughs> no, it's not even that old. Like it's in like arcade cabinets, isn't it? Can I just go it's, back to um, Wave Race, Race for a second? Sure, yeah. In the same category as me, and never quite understood what the fuss is about. Mm, yeah, it was amazing water for the time. It looked cool. Was about. Well, yeah, when on the cute the wave the GameCube version of Wave Race, yeah, but it was on the N sixty four as well, and it almost certainly comes across one of those games that had just too little to do. Yeah, there's not much to Even it. Even in there. the GameCube era, there was not much to it, and the controls were a bit... Well, maybe they were a bit more, you know, reactive to the water, but uh, which is quite nice, but they were just a pain in the ass, basically. And, uh, yeah, I don't I know. know. I never quite understood why you know, critics make such a big deal of it. Yeah, I never thought the water had... It did, did have a big impact on gameplay, but it never felt that fun to me. Like The most fun I had with water you know, in a game when you're in a in a boat was actually that kayak extreme downloaded game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was the best thing ever. That was really good, wasn't it? I mean like the water t- obviously now it looked terrible. It was sort of polygonal. It looked a bit weird, but it, it did have swells and things and you had to like battle against the currents and stuff and it was really cool. I mean, yeah. Who were the small rockets, wasn't it? Yeah, small of rockets, that, wasn't it? That was actually physics based or anything though, obviously. It no. wasn't like they hadn't modelled the water to no, no. forces or anything. It was just like you're in this zone and therefore you, there will be a force applied to you. Yeah, but it worked. It looked cool as well. You could tell visually what zone you were in from looking yeah. at the water. So the fact that it wasn't actually properly, you know, modelled, which would have been impossible um, at the time anyway. 
um, yeah. didn't really matter because it, it still it had all really good sound effects as well for the splishing and and the the the, the water crashing down and going through the rapids and stuff. It looked really cool. Uh, yeah, because that was splishing. Yeah, small rockets. They made that that Red Baron game, didn't they? That we what was it called? Hunt for the Red Baron. The best, best game yeah. ever, clearly. And it had that amazing cheat option that would play the Airwolf um, theme while you like turbo boost. Went too fast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you had turbine boost, didn't you? For some reason. That was really good. PC Gamer did a bit of a, a yeah, a bit of a promotion on those games, and they were good. Yeah, and that game was pretty awesome, apart from uh, right at the end. It went horribly, horribly wrong on the last mission. <laughs> Red Baron. What, what Hump and Red Baron? Yeah. Yeah, no, it wasn't very good at the end. It was like really dark and trenches of. Because it was like, yeah, you're flying over the trenches, so it's like there's no landscape to speak of. Not that that's yeah. necessarily very important in a flying game. And it was just like fight a million enemies. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Joy. That's right. It was like they just like yeah. We couldn't be bothered to finish it, obviously. So it wasn't nearly as much fun as the earlier ones where you had all the bombing missions and all the fun stuff like that. Chases and things. That was great. So, yeah. Um, what else? Oh, I um, I downloaded the Splinter Cell uh, Conviction demo, started playing it, and uh, I don't know what it was, but, like, I, I, I think it was probably fine, but the fact that it wasn't Splinter Cell in any way, like the spin spell that I knew, just made me turn it off before I even finished it. I just couldn't be bothered. I was like, maybe I'll go back to it and like try and go through it. But it's basically a, a cover-based shooter now. And like I was like, I started playing it, and then it's because I'd been waiting for it for quite a long time. And by the time I realized how it was working and what they'd done, I, I, and how many people I had killed within the space of five minutes, which isn't really in the spirit of, Spinter Cell, I find that that um, I I just went and installed the the last one to make sure that it used to be good, you know. <laughs> and um, so I played it a bit, of, and it runs really well. Chaos Theory, because Chaos Theory was really weird because it looked amazing at the time on the PC because they wanted to push graphics ahead, but um, this was just before the new console generation, the next generation mm. uh, was coming out, and so they had to release it. On con- obviously, the first two games have been Xbox exclusives, and uh, so they released the um, Chaos Theory on the Xbox, but they had to pare down the graphics drastically to get it to work on the Xbox, I think. But it was just before... It should really have been a 360 game, but it was before those launch titles. Um, mm. In fact, the direct follow-up to that, which I never played, which wasn't so good, uh, Double Agent, uh, was, I think, a 360. might have been a, a launch game, or close to... But, uh, yeah, Chaos Theory. So on the PC, yeah, it was uh, really good looking at the time. And now I can run it, like, full screen and it looks fine, whereas every modern game looks terrible on my PC. But, um, yeah, it's just the I like the whole sort of patient waiting for the guard and then grabbing them and then asking them if they're going to say monkey. And if they say monkey, I'm going to kill you, stuff like that. <laughs> that kind of stuff is awesome. Monkey the code word or something. Well, he just says... I hate monkeys, bang. Well, Sandfish is just just basically in, in Chaos Theory, like it's it is serious, but like some of the the that stuff, he becomes sort of a little bit jaded, a little bit like pissing around. So like he'll like say to someone he's grabbed and he's got a knife to their throat, or say, you know, if you say monkey, I'm going to kill you, <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> Weird things like that. I think that's the problem. The is, is then he's sort of like 
suggested it to his victims, so now they're more inclined to say monkey. Inclined to say it, yeah. It's like, say what again? I dare you, I double dare you. And all that from a pop fiction. <laughs> they speak English and what? Yeah. So, and and that was really fun and completely different. Like, the new one is like, you, you, you move from cover to cover and uh, then... You can do that. You, do you know this mark and execute thing where you mark your target yeah, yeah. and then you press one button and he instantly kills you. You don't have to, even have to aim. But you have to earn that ability by like doing a takedown. So all, all you do is you, you, you can mark people before you have the ability, even though you can't use it because you haven't earned it. But you just mm. mark everyone and then you, you, you run up and you take down one of them. Well, you don't run up, you sneak up or whatever and you take down one of them. And then you instantly press a button, and you just kill the rest of them, and that's it, or whatever. And it's just kill, kill. Whereas in um, like Chaos Theory, you, I think you can get through the game without killing anyone. I think. Um, I certainly you get a bet, you get a score at the end, and uh, you get like an uh, an ultra rating if you manage to like never be detected and never kill anyone, because you can sort of you can if you grab people, you can sort of squeeze them and knock them out without killing them. You have two options. You can left-click to stab them with your knife or something, and right-click to just incapacitate them. And you can tell by they... using your thermal goggles whether they stay alive, or because if they die, then obviously they get colder. You can tell that quick? Them. Yeah, actually. Well, it's obviously... Um, I think it's... Uh, uh, what's it's it emphasized? Yeah. yeah, it's a game. <laughs> and so it's, it's emphasized that you can tell that they get cold quite fast. But... Um, kind of thing. I really like that, and you could go through the game without killing anyone if you wanted, which is always fun in stuff like Deus Ex. It's a bit of a challenge in, in Deus Ex. It was actually easier in Splinter Cell, ironically. It's an, I mean, you've got that massive... It's um, pretty easy in Deus Ex. <laughs> I don't know. Do, do you think it was easy? It was easy at first. Just hit got, everyone with tank darts. I know, but you run out of tank darts, and I always run out of the... Um, you have to conserve them. The prod... Yeah, but you, if you have to hit you're every enemy... You're not hitting everyone, conserve. yeah, then how can you conserve yeah. Exactly, and like you the, the, shoot once. That was in the one. face, and then you and all the all the the old classic plan of if you want to conserve shock prod ammo, like you only have to stun them once and then switch to another melee weapon that doesn't use ammo to actually knock them out. Yeah, but does that count if you melee them, like with the baton? Does that count as not killing them? I, th- I guess yeah. it, the, the game didn't keep track, did it? So. Well, apart from it did kind of in that first mission where you're oh, yeah, like, good job not killing anyone. Or yeah. you're a master. <laughs> and there's that other guy, the general guy, who gives out your weapons. Oh, yeah. He, he also he, doesn't like it if you kill people. He doesn't like strangely. it if you kill people. But after that, it doesn't seem to matter very much. But um, after that, it does get harder. When you're facing those like MJ-12 commandos and stuff. Well, the trouble is you can't really them. not kill them because they always explode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They always explode. And it's the same with the MIBs and the, uh, the, the women in black. <laughs> and uh, who always wielded those swords and stuff. Hmm. That game was awesome. I think I always like stealth games better in concept than I do playing them. Yeah, I like playing Splinter Cell like late at night. Like, I, there's just I think... something about the patience about it and like waiting in the dark because you knew you could kill anyone immediately, but you could just you just. I think Splinter Cell and Metal Gear are the only ones in the sort of stealth genre that sort of seemingly get it right. Although saying yeah, but, that, I still can't play Splinter Cell and enjoy it because I don't think I have the patience for those games. Right. Well, now maybe you can. You should probably try the demo of, of, well, of a Conviction. No, because I like it. if I wanted to play a shooter, I'd play Gears of War or 
Halo well, or something like that, yeah. you know, or, or even Uncharted because it's awesome. If I was well, to, yeah. you know, to, for Splint, I, I see what you mean. I, I know, and I think I, I agree with you wholeheartedly after watching the game trailer's review because that pretty much only showed him in combat in some yeah. form. And it's like, okay, this doesn't look and feel anything like a stealth game. And apparently, as you go through that game conviction, you get loads of different weapons and stuff and upgrades and things. And all you really need to use is your your silenced pistol. You can just kill everyone with headshots. I mean, it seems like a bit of a waste, you know. Like, because yeah. in in Chaos Theory, they actually added something useful. Like your pistol had this thing on it where you could. Um, it was like an EMP thing that you could shoot at lights and it would take them out for a short time rather than... Um, so hmm. you could... It, it didn't make a sound. So uh, whereas because even if you shot out a light bulb with your silence pistol, then guards could still notice. They'd go, who turned out the lights and stuff like that. And um, But they, they'd notice the sound and stuff. Whereas if you zap them with the EMP thing, you could run past and then the light would come back on and they won't notice, stuff like that. That was really cool. Whereas, and, and, and so there's no point having a bunch of shotguns and assault rifles. I didn't even use the assault rifle in a spin cell much. The only advantage is it has is a scope on it, you know, so you can shoot lights, basically. <laughs> shoot lights from really far away. Do you think they were trying to do the, uh, you can play the game how you want to, but actually got a bit carried away with the shooty side? Maybe. Well, no, because I, I mean... I, I should go back and play that demo again, but it didn't look like it would be. It looked like it would be a nightmare trying to do it without killing people. I'm not sure if you even can, because it's a shooter basically now, and also like it has, it has this really annoying. Like Assassin's Creed does this a little bit, but uh, you know games that have context sensitive uh, buttons, so like they do different things based on the situation. Where you are, yeah, 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 and some games do it well. I mean the first game that I think of doing it was like Ocarina of Time or something where it would show what was happening up at the top right and to open a door it would flip over and you press a button and that game you never had a problem where you, there was never any ambiguity to it whereas a lot of games now because they're so complicated um, a lot of the controls like sometimes the button can do four different things depending on whether you're standing on a weapon or stuff like that and uh, sometimes those things can conflict and it's really annoying. And I was noticing it in Splinter Cell, like, I want to climb up this wall, but I'm standing on a weapon, and now he's picking up the weapon, and I wanted him to, you know, and now I want him to drop off the wall, and now he's climbing up. The, you know, that's kind of thing. And, mm. uh, yeah, that really great. Especially because when your character does something that you didn't mean for him to do, you know, that, it's, that's a real... You know, and you'd, it happens a lot, then that's a real problem with controls. It's like I was talking about Assassin's Creed. I, I couldn't believe that they put so much work into the animation and everything looking so great and running so smoothly, and then the controls in places are... I mean, you do get better. I mean, I've played it 29 hours now, and uh, I got fairly adept at not jumping off a building to my death, and, you know, and the combat yeah. gets, gets easier, What's... but it, it's never intuitive. Never. But, like, it's like most games eventually. in cover systems, aren't they? They, they? they never really seem to get them quite right. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, like it, the whole one-button system on Gears of War is fine up to a point where you accidentally tilt the stick too early or something and go from exactly. cover to cover rather than running out, you know, that kind of... Exactly. Even Gears of War, which is obviously the big polished master of the genre of that, 
I think, the pressing A. Because you hold A to do the roadie run, and then if you're holding it, then he kind of sticks into the next bit of cover, which happens in Mass Effect as well, which is really good. Yeah. Where you run, and then if you're holding it, you stick to cover. But sometimes you try to detach from cover, it doesn't work, stuff like that. And um, the best I found implementation of cover, like, was actually uh, Rainbow Six Vegas. I don't know if you ever played that. Not um, much. You, so you, if, if it was anything like Graw, which didn't particularly no, have a very good cover system, because no, I found myself like, getting stuck. Yeah, Graw was bad. Graw was just as bad. It was worse than Gears. had a similar system where you press the button to stick. But what happened in, uh, in Rainbow Six was um, you held the left trigger to uh, stick to cover, and then the moment you released it, you're out of cover. So you could stand next to a wall going in and out of cover as much as you liked. You see, and then you could lean around the corner from cover and shoot while you were holding down the left trigger. That's you see? Cool. And and it was like it was really cool because it was like first person. The, the game was first person, but then as soon as you went into cover by holding down the left trigger, it would go third person, and you could look over the cover. So it kind of combined the best of first person and Gears of War, you know, being behind something and being able to mm. look over and see the enemies. Which, of course, is completely unrealistic, but it's totally cool. So. So, that makes blind fire fun. Yeah, and you could do the blind fire thing. Um, I thought that was really good. Yeah. It was always something quite satisfying of someone being just the other side of the wall or the bit the knee high wall you're yeah. casually hiding behind, um, and then blind fire with the shotgun. Blam! Yeah. Ha ha ha! I wasn't even looking. Speaking of ha 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 moments, I seem to be doing that a lot when we play Team Fortress these days. <laughs> well, it's like uh, the last few times. Well, I've had a bit of a. And this is actually leading on to what I've been playing this week. Cause it's pretty much been entirely Team Fortress. Um, okay, cool. There's been like, uh, well, basically, I've had a, had a large period of sucking, uh, which uh, just really, really bad games, and I'm not entirely sure whether it's me or not, or the game look looking. I a bit think it was the server because <laughs> I was sucking really badly as well. So it's like. It just seemed like the teams and the were terrible, and it, combined with the people who we kept ending up on the server with, it just made the teams really unbalanced. Yeah, unless there's a sudden influx in really awesome players on our normal our haunt. Then, uh, yeah, I find those so anyway, guys in the Hampshire Heavy. Some of them are quite good, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they're definitely better than average. You can go. It's like I go on a, 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 like another random server, and it's like, oh wow, these guys are significantly easier to kill. <laughs> yeah. So it's anyway, good because it trains a, you a bit. Yeah. It put me in a bit of a frustrating mood, though. And when I get in one of these moods, it's like, fuck's sake, I can't be this bad. So I keep playing it. And, uh, and, and I keep wanting to go back to it. So I did. But now the problem is, is after I've had that large period of sucking, killing someone actually it actually feels really good. And to the, the point whenever it happens, I pretty much shout, ah, ha, 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 <laughs> every time. <laughs> Do you do taunts and stuff when you kill people just to, for the freeze cam fun? <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> I saw this thing where um, a, a Pyro, instead of doing his taunt uh, for the freeze cam, he just does the thank you, says thank you, and he just does like a thumbs oh, yeah. up, which looks really funny on <laughs> after you died. You're just over your body with, with his thumb up. <laughs> and there's been a, they've been toying around with Pyro recently. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Yeah. Him, trying to get his balance right, they sort of nerfed him for a bit, making the 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 afterburn not work very well. 
and uh, they then, they gave, then they gave the back burner the boost. I still think it's rubbish because it doesn't seem to do any noticeably any more damage, and the back burn zone is so small now right. that it's That's almost entirely pointless using it. Hmm. But they have, they have increased the afterburn back to normal and given the normal flamethrower a bit of a damage boost now, so there's even more reason not to use the back burner. Except oh. they haven't actually boosted the flamethrower damage over what it was originally. They've just unnerfed it slightly. Ah, okay, that's all right. What did they take <laughs> it down by? Because they just put it up by ten. <laughs> it was really stupid. I went and read because I, I was like, hmm, "That's weird." That that pat, the new patch notes is like increased the afterburn duration from six seconds to ten seconds. And I was like, "So what was it originally?" So I went back and read the original nerf patch notes. So it turns out it was ten seconds originally. So really, they haven't actually increased afterburn. They've just undecreased no, it. They've just switched it back. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. but. You now they they in this latest patch notes it says increased the flamethrower damage by ten percent, and in the original one they reduced it by twenty percent. Right, which I okay. assume means it's now only reduced by ten percent. It's not we reduced it by twenty percent and then increased it from being reduced by twenty percent, added ten percent to that because you know that would be weird. Nah. No, you see, I didn't know about <laughs> that initial damage reduction because I thought it had got harder to play as pyro recently, and I just assumed it was part of my sucking, but maybe not. It's gotten really difficult to kill people with Pyro, unless you're reflecting shit, in which case it's pretty easy, because <laughs> everything really crits when you reflect it. Mm. I hope they get it right, because, you know, I don't know. It's a good class. I, I think I have a lot of playtime. Like, after the first nerf, when I was trying to play Pyro, it's just like, I couldn't even kill a scout, and he kept running right up to me as well. And I, it's like, I kept him on fire for like 30 seconds. It's like, why aren't you dead yet? Jesus! <laughs> Oh, God, he kept like okay. getting caught in little bits of my flames and staying alight, so he was still taking it after them. But because the actual flame was doing so little damage, it's like I just couldn't kill him. Then he ran off, and I was like, "God damn it, you're meant to be dead." <laughs> so, do you think after this latest patch, like overall, since they started these patches, do you think Pyra has been nerfed or buffed? Like, well, now uh, I... nerfed overall. Although the airburst is a bit. You know, because that know. wasn't there originally. With the addition of Airburst, it's probably still better. But hmm. I would say over these packs, it's like, now that they've basically undone all the nerf that they did, it's like the only thing they've actually changed now is 10% damage reduction and much faster Airbursting. So with much faster Airbursting and mini crits from Airbursting, I'd probably say that's a buff overall. But it's really annoying when you can't kill stuff with flames. So even if it's actually theoretically easier to kill people it's still really annoying to actually use because it's like it's i don't not, want the airburst things i want the yeah. flame things not that's that completely pyro-y. against the character yeah. yeah completely against the character of pyro although they have made the uh the, the flare gun uh crit at mid to long range now rather than uh, against burning players. <laughs> yeah but that's that's just like a random thing anyway it used to mini crit against burning people at any range and now it's just like now if they're further away full crits instead of mini crits it's like which is cool it's still nephil damage and it's still pretty much random that that happens because it's really hard to aim at that sort of range seems like they improve all the stuff that i don't use on the pyro because i quite like the back burner i'm not very good at the air blast thing so i'm terrible at air blast because i always do it at all the wrong times like when i should be flaming someone i'm shoving them away and (laughs) it's like fuck yeah, but I don't even use the flag, and I use the shotgun. So like, and the bat burner. So I'm pretty screwed, aren't I? Just <laughs> playing pyro. I should probably the flag gun is the best thing ever. God damn it! I like the shotgun for the pyro though, because you can 
you can chase people and stuff. It's quite cool. But it's I so boring. I'm always in two minds as to what I prefer because with, with the shotgun, yeah, it's not as interesting, but it makes you slightly more. Uh, if someone's gunning for you, it gives you something a bit more of a chance, you know, at sort of mid range. Um, with several flares in a row. That's always funny. Yeah, but as the, the flare gun is so slow firing, and as you say, quite difficult to aim. Yeah. It's yeah. hard to pull off, really. The shotgun is good at, well, obviously it's not good at long range, but it, it, it's good at a medium to really short range, isn't it? You know, mm. So it's quite useful in a lot. Of, that's why it's the standard weapon, isn't it, for the engineer and stuff. Yeah, it's not amazing, obviously, because all the class-specific weapons are way more awesome. But um, it's useful. I mean, it's hit scan, isn't it? So you can actually hit people from across the map with it if you're careful. Although not much. For three damage. Yeah, exactly. Could make all the difference if they're on fire already from your from your burn. (laughs) From your flares, which I'm not using. Oh dear. Oh, I'm burning. (laughs) I'm burning. So, tier two is what you've been playing then? Yeah. Anyone yeah. got any more ideas on what they'd like to see in the NG update? Because they still haven't really released anything. <laughs> yeah, they've just gone silent. Well, they've been, they're obviously working on it because they did do a blog post about it, which is quite unusual. Yeah, yeah they, they did a blog post about what we're not making anymore because we, it turned out it was bad. <laughs> well, they're not going to do a post on stuff they are making, are they? <laughs> well, no, but it's like. You might, it's like, probably they made lots of shit stuff for all the other updates. It's just now this one's taking quite a long time, so they were like, we better post something. <laughs> yeah, it was always going to be really hard, though, with considering the buildings and stuff, compared to other updates. They really didn't have to give weapons. him new buildings. They could just give him guns well, they might not. They might not. Things. They might not give new buildings. We don't know. I mean, that was, I mean, do you think from that blog post where they said they abandoned that new building, you think that implies that they are making new buildings i'd say so i mean it would be more interesting <laughs> than i games. reckon they should replace yeah. the wrench with a blowtorch that has slightly different like build effects and a uh, the blowtorch could also act as a really rapid fire close range melee weapon you know it like would a be really like short a... range flamethrower yeah really it would be like range. the uh, the gauntlet on um quake <laughs> all right you know so you just sort of walk into someone and it hits or if you want to try and maybe avoid like making it a flamethrower and therefore automatically be like this should set people on fire oh no we're overlapping with fire rating that maybe instead of like a blowtorch you can make it like an angle grinder or something (laughs) (laughs) or welder yeah angle grinder is basically what that thing from quake 3 was anyway yeah angle grinder with spikes attached to the to the wheel thing you wear on your fist I mean, that was, maybe that, oh, it's like, maybe I'm just thought of an awesome weapon there. It's like an angle grinder. So it's like, it's a melee weapon, obviously, and, but it's more, uh, but you can just like, like the gauntlet, you can just hold it down and just do miniature damage in lots of little bursts. Like, <laughs> but then you could make it like, super effective against enemy buildings for, some, for no reason at all. Well, yeah, maybe. But I was thinking like, maybe its build effect should be like, the, it can't, it can't make things build faster, but it can repair things better. Because you're, like, buffing off the damage. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite, and it's, it would be quite cool to have things build continuously using, like, one ammo at a time rather than the whack-whack where you do ten. You know, yeah. <laughs> but not... Well, it would be, 
The problem with making stuff repair faster, though, is it makes the, the stuff even harder to take out when you're <laughs> Yeah, that is the problem with it. It's like that, that's the major balance problem with any kind of effects where you're going to change the edge of this melee weapon to have effects on different effects on buildings. It's just like the whole engineer tanking regime. I get the, fi- I get the feeling they'll have to do already. something which has less repair but to more combat effectiveness something yeah, like that yeah but when's an engineer ever going to want to go to combat they're <laughs> the going to do that turrets. and they already talked about that in their blog post that was the idea wasn't it that to give the engineer more opportunity to leave his base wasn't it what was the thing well, they we... rejected oh some weird shield or something it was like an auto repair building or something wasn't it or... <laughs> I don't think that's quite what it was but it it was something similar. Mm, I can't remember exactly, but they did state that that's one of their aims. Like apparently, like the aim of the sandwich was to allow the heavy to be able to operate without a medic if he wanted. You know, I don't know if that. They, they've obviously got a blackboard where they write their design aim up at the top, and then they have a brainstorm underneath. How can we do this? And I think one of the one of the i design aims they've got for the engineer update is how can we make the engineer, you know, more combat effective without its base you know Does, he's never it's like they could replace the give him such a they have to give him such a ridiculously overpowered weapon to make him as combat effective as sitting behind a turret repairing it <laughs> well yeah it's but like, that will you have mobility don't you so that adds you don't have to give him a huge minigun attached to his face or like <laughs> they could heavy I still think they could they could replace the pistol with something that's like periodic use like the sandman's ball or the giraffe definitely because the pistol is pretty useless. You've already but got the shotgun. Yeah. That's the question. Yeah. Mm. He does Long have range repair. Well, that would be the obvious thing. Like some kind of... Nanobots. Like, Jar of nanobots. Or you fire nails at your turret and it repairs it. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. It would be a, 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 a roll of duct tape. <laughs> Just uh, yeah, because I, I wanted see, to make that awesome I can see very much that being... Because that is a very sort of sandwichy kind of thing where it's an expendable. Where it's like, I've got this yeah. roll of duct tape. And you Yay. attach it to something. Tie people up in duct tape and then they can't move for like five seconds. <laughs> I mean, do you think they'd ever make it so you could select <laughs> to, to choose a different building other than the turret? Like, no turret. Engineer, no turret. If it was something awesome, yes. Oh, what? <laughs> but, ah. you, I want to I think of something that totally replaces the turret. Yeah, I want I wonder if they'd replace it with like with a different a building role. cap, for instance. So you could like build several dispensers, or you could build several turrets, or well, that would be a bit ridiculous. They already had you know, that in the past. And either or, <laughs> they already had that. In the <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah, not not infinite <laughs> turrets. There was that yeah, great screenshot, wasn't there, where the Intel room on two fort is just filled with turrets? Yeah, it's hard to think of what it's like how it's like what can you do to make it balanced that would replace the turret? It had to be something pretty goddamn awesome because you're sacrificing that huge defensive potential. Yeah, it would have to have some kind of alternate potential, wouldn't it? Still still defensive or would you have some kind of offensive? I don't know. That that's Well, yeah, to have something offensive would be pretty useful because, you know, offensive turrets are not very no, unless they don't you work. To, unless you really know how to do it. And yeah. very precisely exactly where to put them and all that. Offensive turrets is pretty goddamn difficult to pull off. I just had an idea. This isn't for replace- turret replacement. 
<laughs> it's, it's you could spend forever thinking of ideas for TF2 like updates, basically. But, um, yeah, we came up with thought, a lot for the sniper. <laughs> what if what if you had a um a personal teleport for yourself? In. So you could um you could teleport to your exit that was next to your base, no matter what you were doing or where you were. So you could be in the middle of a fight and you could hear your base getting destroyed, and you'd be like, "Bye," and you could warp back to your base and repair yeah. into yeah, the that, middle of a sticky of trap. Sense. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. you into the middle of death, yeah, easily. But I mean, you have to take that chance, don't you? It's like the hyperspace button in um, Asteroids, isn't it? You don't know what's going to be at the other end. But then again, that could that could easily have all kinds of weird and fucked up, you know, un- unforeseen possibilities with it. Oh, obviously, you'd have to drop the flag if you were carrying it. And you had to- <laughs> well, obviously. <laughs> I still can't believe that you don't drop the flag when you do a demo charge. I still think that's ridiculous. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't realise that. Because that demos are the fastest. Well, I mean, they could just grenade jump anyway, but (laughs) it's just giving them another option for sort of low ceiling corridors, I guess. Yeah. No, they did that in Halo as well, where, you know, if you use any of your armour abilities, you drop what you're carrying. Hmm. Even sprint. Yeah, Which is barely strength. an armor ability at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, makes your armor lighter for 10 seconds. <laughs> is it 10 seconds or is it 4 seconds? 4 seconds. Oh, for the love of God. It's so lame. Four Maybe it was originally longer and they they balanced it down to 4 seconds. I'll tell you what would be an awesome thing to do with, like, with Dan's theoretical engineer instant teleport thing. It would just yeah. be to try and telefrag people. Just set it up in a corridor and <laughs> every time you see someone walking towards it, just teleport onto them. That'd be so cool. That'd be pretty awesome, actually. Uh, I've seen people... Although, better than that, that anyway. better than that, you could actually make that like a weapon, but instead of you'd, in, instead of it setting up on the floor, you could attach it to any surface, so you could like put it on the ceiling, oh, like a demo teleport? grenade, and still teleport you out of it, like, as if, you know... As if it was a teleporter on the ceiling. Maybe. How about man cannons? <laughs> so instead of building teleporters, you so build, like build, man, build man cannons. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that could be funny. I don't know. Um, There's not very many levels that would be particularly useful on, though. <laughs> two fort, you could jump between the forts. Quite hilarious. <laughs> yeah, that could be awesome. Stuff like that. Woo-hoo. Or you could you could jump up to the tower. What's it called? Um, the tower point. You know. That you spirals up to the point. Yeah, oh, I think that'd be quite that? fun. It, if for no reason other than snipers on the other team would have a precise corridor of flying idiots. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that would make it pretty easy. That'd be so cool. Yeah, some good woo-hoo, ideas. Snipe, snipe, woohoo! But then again, that's like capture teleport, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, effectively. I don't know. All those ideas are reasonable. I think. You wouldn't, to, you, you wouldn't be able to. You wouldn't be able to give cannons. up a turret for a man cannon. That would be stupid. You'd have to. No, replace, it'd like, have to be a teleport. Teleport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes more sense, doesn't it? Because it's about travel, isn't it? Really. But it, yeah. it's like a teleport, but um, you don't have to build the exit in enemy territory. But it also yeah. gives the enemy is balanced by the fact that it only works in open spaces and. Maybe it, maybe it lets you build two you man cannons to replace the entrance and exit or something. So if you were really slow, you could build them away. chained. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> boing, boing, boing. That'd be pretty cool, though. Oh, if it was a on, like, trap. You could make it 
<laughs> you just put two pointing towards each other, and so the enemies stand on one and go, just bounce back and forth. <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> you think it would work on enemies then? You're well, but then the, you know, that's the other thing you can do hilariously with engineer updates that's not a teleporter. Somehow have weird buildings that affect enemies somehow, like a stealth teleporter where it like <laughs> it's a cloak teleporter, but then <laughs> when the enemies walk over, it teleports them somewhere. <laughs> Mm, that's true. That would be really confusing and really annoying. Yeah, I don't know. I that don't would think. be pretty ridiculous. Because that, that's that's practically griefing, isn't it? I mean, the backhand <laughs> thing would be amazing for griefing, though. If you put it somewhere where around a corner where your team didn't expect, or just pointing just it off a cliff, <laughs> so every time your team walks on it, it just freezes to their death. <laughs> It'd be the ultimate greeting tool. I think. I suppose the problem with the man cannon idea is that everyone, if anyone, everyone on the avatar, and if it did affect the enemy. If everyone on your team went NG, you could just build a wall of man cannons and stop them <laughs> going through through a particular route. Just block off yeah. their spawn by building a line of man cannons around. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it can affect the enemy team. Otherwise, you could do stupid yeah, things. Yeah, that you? probably wouldn't work. No. Hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> An interesting TF2 discussion on the upcoming engineer update. Uh, and can, um, try and think of bit. any other hilarious things. It could be any day, couldn't it? Really, or it could well, be. <laughs> yes, it won't be any. It won't be any day because they'll do one of those week-long build-ups, won't they? Yeah, well, they might. I, they might. I don't, I don't know. They they've done it for every other one. <laughs> yeah, but that doesn't mean they're going to do it for this one. Yeah, but I mean, any day before that goes up, I don't. It's, what, it's announced or whatever that it's going to be there within a week. Come on. I quite like that, where it has, like, you wake up every day and it has a different... Can they possibly throw in other shit with this one, though, is the question. Because it hasn't been that long since the Soldier and Demo. It's been a reasonable time. It's been a while. I thought the Soldier and Demo stuff came quite quick after Spy vs. Sniper. I think this delay's been bigger. Well, yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's much, you know, other crap that they can put in. It's like, well, they'll probably do another round of community shit well they just did the they just just did the update with the named update didn't they what what number was it 119 update special exactly so that's that that didn't include much it's like have a badge that was probably meant to be in the update anyway except we cocked up and got the dates all wrong and stuff well i haven't gone on to have you guys got badges like when did you start playing well, are, are uh, you, I, I have a gold one. Well, for shortly after release. Yeah. I've seen, a, I've seen quite a few guys on the heavy on the Hampshire heavies servers have the uh, the platinum primeval right. warrior one, which is like you were they were playing in the beta edition of Team Fortress Two. Right. I don't think that looks shiny enough. It just looks no, grey. It it look, look, I always think it's a shit one. I think, oh man, that's some shit metal. Except it's not because it's gold, silver, and bronze, and then platinum. It's like, oh, <laughs> wait. So you guys wearing your medals then? Those no. badges? Yeah. Just I'm specifically not wearing it because it's like, oh, fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm blinging it. <laughs> it looks really ugly. It's like a giant fucking rectangle. <laughs> it's not even really a medal. It's just like, a, here's a big slab of gold. It's like a gold brick attached, attached to your chest. Of every character, Weird. right? Yeah, Weirdly, though, if they get a, like, a close-up kill cam, it's nice and you can read the text on it, which is quite nice. And, of it's course, being as they are, just like 
hats and every every other like item attachment to characters, they do still occasionally randomly end up floating in midair because <laughs> somehow they still have managed to fix that bug, whatever it is. <laughs> oh or the floating crit sign. I don't see there's often with Razorbacks any longer. I don't see as many Razorbacks floating in midair. Or maybe that's just no, that's true. Them. <laughs> or spies, I haven't seen as many demo duplays. I haven't seen any, as many demo afros either. Those no, they were notorious they were for floating in midair. <laughs> oh, oh man, have you guys seen, uh, what is it, Ladder Goat? Goat Ladder or something? Is it Ladigo? I don't know. This is on YouTube. It's from a get. I think Call of Juarez. You heard of that? Some Western game. Yeah, yeah. Last year or something. <laughs> it's just this guy messing around in the in the game, and he like he finds this goat which he calls a donkey or a deer or something, and he's kind of herding it into a corner, and the goat because it's trapped in a corner, the goat climbs up a ladder and you know how characters in games look when they climb ladders they just, <laughs> they just fly into the air next to the ladder so the goat goes up the ladder and onto, <laughs> onto the top of the building or something and he just starts laughing and does not stop laughing for like six minutes or something <laughs> you can look it up it's just called ladder goat and it's, it's pretty funny i don't know oh, it's like, awesome though when they haven't got the animation for that and they just literally just slide up yeah, it's just a goat slides up this ladder. It's not even like actually up next to the ladder because there's obviously a box around the goat that's quite large. So it just floats up into the air. <laughs> what sort of this thing? Why just... would they think a goat would like to climb ladders anyway? I don't know. They obviously said it so that any character can can climb ladders if it wants to, and presumably that applied to anything, including goats. So, I don't know. I haven't played this game, but... Uh, that would definitely make really herding nice. more interesting if, if sheep could naturally climb ladders. <laughs> because well, goats, well, so you can ladders, ladders in the middle of fields. Yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is that, like, somebody took the audio of this guy laughing at this goat climbing ladder and then put it over an, a video of a goat climbing a ladder because, of course, mountain goats couldn't climb anything because they're pretty awesome at climbing shit so uh, <laughs> no pro- no problem climbing a ladder but... so they just had him laughing and the... in fact this goat is climbing There's a goat ladder. climbing the ladder so i got onto this because there's a video today because presumably today is probably the first day when anyone will be able to post this but of a horse in red dead redemption spazzing out and flying into the air for no reason <laughs> everyone's because, favorite bugs yeah because it's an open world game like uh, incredibly you know, <laughs> Like an open GTA. world game automatically means that something is going to fly into the distance retardedly for no apparent reason at some point. <laughs> something will go wrong for no reason. And, uh, they no had happens in all of them. No they had a clip on game, game trailers of uh, a horse just randomly stopping suddenly, throwing its rider off. Okay. But it, was like, it wasn't just you know a, a typical rear-up animation. It just stopped in place uh, in, 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 in a perfect sort of... Yeah, instant yeah. stop, basically. Instant but the stop. rider momentum carried, carried on. on, so he went flying off the front. <laughs> I love that, because it's got the... It, presumably it's got the Euphoria engine, just like GTA 4, so it has all the, like, squeaks... Yeah, flying animation. out of windscreens. Yeah, flying through windscreens and stuff. But this time it's flying off horses, presumably, which would be really cool. Oh, but, man. It, but it won't make nearly as much sense, because it's like, when cars crash, they do literally just stop. But normally your horses don't instantaneously stop. <laughs> That's true. Well, the, the best well, thing about Euphoria, best thing about Euphoria on GTA Four was that was occasionally characters would like grab onto the car as you drove away, like policemen, or if you stole someone's car, sometimes they'd 
grab on as you drive away and you could like swing them around before yeah. they along, <laughs> drag them along the pavement along the tarmac it's really funny oh it's good oh I can't wait for this game Red Dead Redemption is going to be and awesome. then the ship would fly into the distance I have to say yeah. I have a couple of presentation issues of Red Dead Redemption already already like yeah the, uh, the fact that the UI for the game is just completely ripped straight out of GTA as in the text that appears on screen looks just like you know boring ass text the map looks exactly like the map from GTA you know what I mean mm-hmm. they haven't really the, they ma- haven't... The, the map I saw looks like a real map from like 1900 or something it's oh no no you get like the mini map in the corner of the screen it's oh like right a, yeah yeah. It's, it's just ripped straight out and looks way too futuristic for a western yeah, I mean, the, the mini-map in Assassin's Creed 2 looks exactly like the one in GTA. You know, it's round and it has a oh, really yeah. nice map and stuff. But and when the game occasionally tooltips you of what you can do appearing in the top left corner, they look straight out of GTA as well. Well, it, And I, I guess... they always look rubbish anyway. Do you think? What yeah, it's just a weirdly... It just looked like a really badly formatted block of text. You know, like... The, the, like a hastily put together dialogue in Windows, you know. I'll have to investigate this when we play it. Uh, hopefully tomorrow. <laughs> I don't see. know. I never liked those those tooltip boxes. I'm trying to think exactly. Or the uh, you can now do this and this and this. It'd be nice if they were just formatted or styled a bit nicer. Hmm. Okay, I have to look because the presentation should be a strong point. I mean, other than the fact that it's an open world game and everything goes wrong, I think one of the things about these games that these these Rockstar games, it's obviously a new breed. We have to talk about them now because GTA 4 was this a phenomenon thing. And uh, now now Red Dead Redemption is kind of obviously joining the ranks of that kind of game. Obviously, all the other GTA games were kind of leading up to it. But um, it's just it's not just the like the scope of, of the whole game and the attention to detail and all the things. I think uh, the, one, the thing that makes them... One of the things that makes them so great is just the, the fact... It's just like Avatar or something. It's the fact that... They have a massive budget, like huge. You know, it's like $11 million or something for them, I think, for Red Dead Redemption. And uh, you need that to create these these worlds with the amount of detail because the amount of art assets in, say, GTA, in Liberty City, is like, mm. incredible. The number of cars, and you think the number of cars in that, are vehicles, not even just cars because there's trucks and, and planes and all kinds of things. And someone's had to model every single one of those. You know, it's way bigger than in most... You know, racing games, which are dedicated just to cars, and then you've got, you know, you know, you've got to build this I, whole. I, I doubt it world. Was like GTA Four has three hundred variants of car. So, I don't know how many. Three hundred, really? Yeah, maybe it might do. Problem is, it Probably doesn't like label twenty different into... cars and then twenty different yeah. trucks. Oh, geez, there's way more than twenty. There's at least a hundred cars, but um, I would say. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Yeah. The problem is they're not always loaded into uh, memory, so you do see the same cars over and over again. And then sometimes if you find a sports car, then you'll, uh, which is really rare, then uh, you start driving it around. You see other ones all over the place because that one's loaded into memory, which is really annoying. But there are a bunch. I'd, I'd say there's, I don't know, maybe 300 is way too much, but 100, I think, overall, probably vehicles. I'm not know. saying that not most, really most racing games, dedicated racing games, have 300 cars. That's no. just kind of the. Uh, but that's the, just one uh, element. Gran no. Turismo and Forza sort of level. Yeah, and obviously those are high, more highly detailed in in themselves, those car models, than they are in mm. 
GTA, but um, they're not bad at GTA because you can zoom right up to them by like moving the camera down, and you can see all the detail on the on the um, on the bonnets and stuff. What's the back of the car called with the logos and stuff? Trunk. Trunk. <laughs> I guess. It's America. Boot. The boot. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, the tail. Yeah, I guess the tail. Mm. The tail of the car. But there's the. I don't know. I don't know. Cars don't really have tails unless they have ridiculous aerials, I guess. Or someone tied someone up, put it in the back, put them in the back of the car, and left that little bit of rope dangling out the boot. You know, as you do. (laughs) We've all been. Tail that car with the tail. Tail, tail cut. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's your mission. (laughs) Only have to tail cars with tails. Mm. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I will probably talk about Red Dead Redemption after I've played it, but I am really looking forward to it. It's going to be awesome, I swear. Uh, you, oh, uh, you need to play more Mass Effect, I guess. Have you not played any this this week? Uh, I still haven't got off Omega. I played a brief spell, but right, okay. Uh, yeah, is that like that's like the first place you go, isn't it? Really, I found Garrus. Oh yeah, no. There's there's like two two lots of missions on that, so it's yeah, quite yeah. long, isn't it's it? The, the slums and then the uh, archangel. The archangel bit, yeah. So have you done both of those then? Yes. Yeah. Fun stuff. I like that Gareth's mission I, where you have to go. I don't know if I mentioned bridge. this before, but I think I mentioned this last week actually. But I still don't like that mission complete screen. Uh, oh right, with the. Um... The smoking it's, ca- man. it's kind of useful, but I wish it just wasn't like a still image. Yeah, well, even though the planet is slightly move, animated, but you know, it just looks really out of place. It would have been yeah. better if it was just in the sort of orange interface of the rest of the game. You know, there's no need for it to cut away to elusive man. I guess, I guess they're just trying to remind you that all your missions are for Cerberus. I don't know, but yeah, I see. it could have been in that orange interface. I mean, did Rubbish. I mention the, the fact that like kind of annoys me that like even though sequels are often better, like, sometimes the... Like, KOTOR did this, where the the, um, the, the uh, menu screens were all nice and blue in the first game, and then in KOTOR 2, they were all sort of yellow or something. They looked really oh, yeah, yeah. sickly and weird. And, like, it's sort of the same in Mass Effect, where the first one had nice blue menus, and now it's gone to sort of orange menus. Even though the, the game is way better, it just doesn't look as nice. For the menus, for me, the colour scheme. Yeah, the orange in places doesn't work, and some of the menus still are pretty atrocious. Like the weapon loadout menu system is rubbish, and uh... yeah, but at least you don't have to like sell fifty million different variants of the same weapon or something just to get them out of your inventory. And all yeah, that nonsense. I yeah, sort of miss good. those elements, not because of the menus, obviously, but just because they feel more at home with the sort of RPG thing that the game was yeah. going for originally. You'll get over it, uh, I reckon. You know, once you get... I mean, you've, obviously you started, but you won't care after a while. Uh, I, I mean, I to try it again uh, recently, because supposedly this week they released a patch that rather critically oh, describes, uh, describes optimization of planet scanning. Of oh, planet scanning, yeah. It's like I optimization is a weird word to use. Yeah, I hope they don't change it too much. Because I quite like the planet scanning. I mean, it's a bit mind-numbing. Well, it takes but fucking ages. Well, I like it because, like, 
I was thinking about it because I always did something else at the same time, like watching TV or like listening to a podcast usually. And um, I liked it that it didn't. Um, you could keep playing the game without playing the game. So if you needed rest from the game without quitting out completely, you could just do a bit of planet scanning. I quite like that. It's, quite fun. <laughs> it's, it, it's sort of it's a nice thing to do with your hands while you're like listening to a podcast or something. And like. I, I, there's some stupid jokes in there as well. Like if you go uh, to the uh, the local cluster and you go into the solar system and uh, try scanning, you can uh, probe Uranus and uh, it it laughs at you, like eating. Yes, and I know about this this joke. <laughs> Have you tried that? Yeah. Have you Not heard yet. the rap the rap about uh, scanning planets? No. Is it in the game or a fan thing? No, it's a fan thing, but it's really good. It's a really good, um, really well done. So I have to send it to you, but. Uh, Everyone oh, his lyrics are tight. His lyrics are tight. Just just go on YouTube and search for him. You know, dynamite scanning rap. Scanning rap. It's really good. Pretty funny. <laughs> so yes. Oh scanning. show. I wonder how oh. terrible and slow scanning plants and evil be. Although considering their space scanning interface, it might not be that shit. Oh, actually, that would be considerably. It'd probably be less slow, but it'll be considerably less hands-on. You think? Yeah, no. there won't be coffee. a mini game, will there? There's, there won't be like a mini game like in Mass Effect. Well, there probably won't be a mini game to scan the resources, but then the mini game is the whole actually setting up the mining facilities and shit, yeah. rather than Mass Effect where the where after you found the stuff you just go ding. <laughs> yeah. Probe away. Probe launched. You just hear that about fifty million yeah. times. Oh dear. And you, you never away. get any. Does it actually say probe away? Because that sounds yeah. like an invitation. No, and not uh, not only that, but the voice saying probe away is Edie, who is, of course, played by sort of number six from uh, Battlestar Galactica. Trisha Helfer. Uh, yeah, Trisha Helfer. So it's her saying probe away over and over Probe again. away. Yeah. Oh, speaking of, like, Battlestar people, it, um, I couldn't help but notice that in Flash Forward, um, both Lee Oban and Gaius Boltar have now turned up in the series. Oh, have they? They're turning up on everything because uh, Starbuck's been in um, 24, and so was Leoben. Yeah. Leoben and Starbuck were both in this series of 24, which is about to finish, and I'm quite enjoying it because it's gone. Because they, 24's been cancelled completely, right? So yeah. they've only got a few episodes Apart left. from a film. Yeah, maybe a film. But um, most, the, first, the start of this series was quite boring. Not a lot was happening. And um, Jack wasn't doing it, doing any torturing or anything. But now he's gone into this conspiracy <laughs> thing, and now they know it's cancelled. He's gone insane. Like this, he's gone more mental than he's ever gone before. He's literally. He even in the last episode, he put on a mask, so he looked a bit like sort of ghost from um, Call of Duty: Modern Warfare. You oh, know, yeah, yeah. You can't see his face at all. He's got an assault rifle. He just shoots tons of Secret Service agents and kidnaps the ex-president and just, you know, threatens him with a knife. And it's just so... And he, like, tortures people by cutting holes in their belly and, like, spraying, like, lighter fluid into the hole and then and then realising that the guy has eaten the SIM card that he needs, so cutting it out of him, stuff like that. He's gone completely mental, and it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like, ew! And there's only, like, two episodes more, and I'm wondering is how he, much more insane. Is he still a good guy? Because... He's gone off the rails. Good. Yeah, no, he's not. No, I mean, well, we don't, we don't really know because I mean, what he's he's doing it for like a good cause, but he's gone completely mental, and like the authorities are all after him. So like, 
there's the, there's the authorities who are the bad authorities who are after him because to cover up the conspiracy. But then there's also the good, you know, Chloe and stuff. They don't know where he is either, and they're trying to find him. Uh, but uh, obviously to help him. But they're a bit worried as well. They're like, Jesus Christ, is he really Jack? Because he's just murdered a whole bunch of people, like and in, stabbed the Russian in, guy with a huge sword. <laughs> in insanely over the top fashion, is it though? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so. I don't know, basically, but yeah, as I say, it's gone insane. But so um, TV's going to be a bit bland anyway from now on. I mean, uh, well, I say from now on, but NBC's massive wave of cancellations. What have they cancelled? Flash Forward. Oh, right. I haven't really watched that. <laughs> That's they, a massive uh, wave. Flash Forward is gone. Law and Order is gone. Um, <laughs> uh, Heroes is going. Yeah, they cancelled Heroes as well, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, a number of the biggies are all disappearing, and it's like, but I actually really like Flash Forward. They're cancelling another program that I really like, you bastard. Oh, and the Just Whedon one was cancelled a while back, wasn't it, Dollhouse? Although I didn't think that was very good. To I, hadn't, I hadn't seen Dollhouse, but... God damn it, bring back Firefly. Firefly's awesome. I watched... I, I, I know everyone has, like, fond memories of Firefly, but I literally went back... Uh, Yesterday, two days ago, and watched an episode. I watched the one where um, there's that con artist, like says she's oh, yeah, his yeah, wife. Yeah, yeah. yeah she's because awesome. she's awesome because she's Christina Hendricks, who's the um, who's in Mad Men, and there's the secretary with the ridiculous gravity divine figure, and uh, <laughs> and and people are going on about her on Reddit all the time, basically because she has huge boobs. But <laughs> yeah, so I went back. Went back and watched this episode of Firefly, and it's really good. It's really funny. Sorry, can we talk about the boobs some more? You can if you wish. <laughs> Do you know the woman I'm talking about? I can only sort of remember her Firefly character. <laughs> can only sort of remember the boobs. Well, the thing is, I know weirdly I can't are... remember the boobs that much. So, I mean, that's, no, that's, I know that's are... out of my zone for you guys, but I can't remember Rob, the boobs. Rob likes the butts, and therefore that would be the only thing you'd remember. They, and you they don't want to see the butts as much. No, I'm a, they weren't I'm really emphasised. <laughs> so you have to TNA. you have to see both. All oh, right, that that makes sense. It's the combination that sticks in the mind. Oh dear. But uh, I don't think that Combo. they are definitely there, but they're not emphasised in in that Firefly because she's wearing quite a sort of boring <laughs> sort of villager outfit. I'm not surprised. No, you. I mean, you. They're can't not detachable. Hide, no, you can't hide those. No, no way. Modular. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, but Firefly is awesome. Yes. So. They won't bring that back because they killed off Walsh in the um, film. Yeah, well, they still could, but... Oh, and I'd watch that, right? And that's kind of Western, isn't it? Firefly is like a space Western. Right, and then I was watching 310 to Yuma, and this guy who's the henchman of the the main villain, I thought he looked a bit like Walsh, okay? And I was like, oh, it's that guy in a Western again. And it wasn't him. But then later in the film... This doctor appears, and that is Wash. <laughs> like, yes, Western not complete without you, man. Well, modern anyway. <laughs> but yeah, so he is in the film. It's quite good because it's like, you'd think it would be like a really serious, like, realistic, because, you no know, old Westerns were fairly campy in some places. And like Christian Bale's character, he is kind of playing it quite seriously. Like, oh, God, I'm, I'm a rancher and everything's going horribly badly for me in, in my yeah. or whatever, stuff like that. Yeah, and talking like that. Whereas um, uh, Russell Crowe is the bad guy, and he's sort of camping it up in a good way. Like, 
this is the, the I, I've never liked Russell Crowe in a film more than this. I, I never really liked him, and I didn't like him in Gladiator that much. But in this, he's really good. It's really funny and charming and like sinister. He kills people with a stab someone up with a fork and throw someone <laughs> off a cliff, and it's freaking awesome. Yeah, so it's a bit it's a bit of a weird clash because he's doing it a little bit campy, and uh, uh, Christian Bale is being super serious. Christian Bale. Well, he's not doing the Batman voice. Like it's it's uh, far off. Where is it? it it's still a where is it? <laughs> well, Rachel. <laughs> he's not quite doing that, but um, yeah, I mean. The story didn't actually make much sense. It was pretty ludicrous towards the end of the final battle gunfight. doesn't really make much sense because they keep changing allegiances like halfway through. Do you reckon but, Batman um, carries strepsils? I think, strepsils. what, in his, in, <laughs> strepsils, in, his, in his bat belt. Yeah, well, he, he carries everything in that belt, doesn't he? Everything yeah. he I, bet, I bet if, if someone required some kind of medication, then he'd probably have the bat version of that medication. <laughs> bat inhaler. <laughs> I mean, obviously, uh, he must have streptols in the uh Although in bat the sounds like a bit of a problem. It's like, I'm going to inhale some bats. Batacetamol. <laughs> I bat profan. <laughs> oh, That's exactly or, or if someone's uh, camping stove runs out of fuel, he's got batane. <laughs> Is that a pun do. on... You <laughs> Butane. Butane. Or if someone needs a, uh, a a child blessing, he can become uh, a Baptist. <laughs> a Baptist. <laughs> a Baptist. I don't think that quite works. <laughs> no, because a Baptist just sounds like a uh, someone who bats things. Yeah. That's no, a batter. Not a batter. Not a batter. No. No, because a batter is a batter is like hitting things with a bat, whereas a batist is applying bats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see. Hitting stuff with the winged version of bats, you mean? Like, well, no, more like bats less, less hitting and more like you know direct application. <laughs> it's less violent being a batist. <laughs> apply the oh, bat. Apply bats. <laughs> How do you apply bats? Do you mean like releasing them into a room, or do you mean actually grabbing hold of them and like applying them to? I like, I like I like the phrase "releasing them into the room" like they're some kind of wild creature and the, they just go round. Yeah, them in the bat cage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, oh wait, releasing no, bats like they're some kind of wild creature. Yes, I thought we were still talking about cricket bats or you know bats rather than bats. <laughs> bats. Oh right, this is getting well confusing, then, isn't it? <laughs> That'd be great, releasing a whole load of cricket bats into a room, like Edward Cage. It's like, my pretties. <laughs> and then they all just fall over. <laughs> yeah, basically. I am a batist. Bizarre. <laughs> Very impressive. Batisserie, if you need a pastry. Or even a chicken. That's been slow cooked whilst rotating. The batisserie. <laughs> oh. I don't think he'd be able to carry an entire one of those, though. What, chicken? No, I'd be disagree. What the hell are we talking about? How are we doing for time right now? Mysterious bat powers. But go on, there's got to be some more of these. This is great. I think we're running out of time. Fantastic. Really? Probably. Yeah, we've got nine minutes. 
<laughs> right, exactly. one with the VAT funds. Mine with the VAT funds. Just finish out with VAT funds. Oh, I can't think anymore. Yeah, now that we've stated that that's our plan, they've all just evaporated. Yeah, yeah it's, 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 it's there. Holy luck of pun, lack of puns, Batman. <laughs> lack of puns. <laughs> oh dear. Good old if Batman Alan was on, in the army, he'd probably be in a battalion. Unfortunately, that's not exactly the same, so it's not really a pun. <laughs> battalion. <laughs> no, no, the bat battalion. <laughs> Something even funnier. Alliterative. <laughs> does it really count as alliteration when it's the same word? Well, if it's the same sound, then it, yeah, it does count. Yeah, but it's exactly it's just the same a... letters. Yeah. If, that's if, if he's if he's out for revenge, does that mean he's taking out Batlash? <laughs> Battaliation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not retaliation. I was talking backlash, but yeah, I know. Then I was doing retaliation. Oh, all right, all right, okay. <laughs> pay, pay bat. Pay bat. <laughs> That's awful. It's like he's paying some bats. <laughs> or, or, if he, or, if he, or if he gets laid, is he uh, hitting bat? <laughs> Ew. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for that. Bat that ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than tap that bat anyway. I reckon Batman would be a great great a great porno actor. Oh. Just because of the voice, really, isn't it? <laughs> what <laughs> Hello, I'm here to fix the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. You see where we're going with this? Imagine Batman with a moustache, and uh, there you go. Bat For all you know, a bat Batman, could... <laughs> Batman <laughs> might have a moustache. Or almost bat. I think he does have a bit. Doesn't he have one in the, in the Dark Knight Returns? No, he, he's, he's well, old, he might have been stubborn. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Bat-tash. I don't think that would be... <laughs> No. <laughs> <laughs> that, beer rat. Trying to combine that, the word bat with the word beer. Bat of beard. <laughs> instead of beard. Bat eared. Bat eared? That just means you have ears. He already has bat ears. On his bat eared. If you need um, some extra coating to make your chicken crispy, then he. Uh, <laughs> He can batter it. <laughs> Why chicken specifically? Why would not fish or something? Why would he batter chicken? <laughs> well, I don't know. What, what is it? No, it was bread cramming, isn't it? Not batter. Cased in crumb. <laughs> Just one, <Yeah>. as always. <laughs> Cased in a crumb. <laughs> I was trying to do bread and bat, but it's as bad as beard and bat. <laughs> <laughs> Brat. <laughs> Bathead. This is stupid. We should stop this. <laughs> no one's going to care about this anymore. I think we've run out of gaming discussion this week, I think. And that's bat. <laughs> and with Fail. bat, I'm going to. No. no more puns. No more puns. This is the end. Goodbye, everybody. We've got a whole four and a half minutes of possible bat act. <laughs>
We don't need to go up to Protection. towers every time. It's bad <laughs> we never did get You're to what, you, what else you were playing, did we, Zach? I, I didn't really think of anything else, and then we talked about TF2 anyway, so... Oh, did well, we didn't okay. properly cover me. There's some stuff on Halo Reach that happened right at the end of the week. Oh my god, you, go. should, you, you should have said before we started going about bats for like 15 minutes. <laughs> bats were not interesting. Go on then, what's going on? Halo Reach, very quick last hurrah. They extended it by day, which was nice. But And uh, also Is this week they added, they added a new... Well, yeah, I think it ended today. And they also okay. added a new playlist for the end of it called Network Test 1, which was basically Generator Defense, which actually was really awesome. The end. <laughs> What's Generator Defense, then? I think I've heard that's, of that. Yeah, there's a couple. There's, there's, generator. Three, there's three generators well. on the map, and they can get damaged <laughs> by weapons, uh, any weapon from any range. Um, and you can either... Um, excuse me. You either kill the attackers... <laughs> <laughs> it's gone, gone to shit, hasn't it? Um, yes, yeah, it's really <laughs> sad. Yeah, you either kill the people attacking it, or you can go up to them and lock them up so they put a defensive shield over themselves so they can't be hurt for 30 seconds. But you have to keep doing that. And obviously, the generator's overheat, and then the shield comes down, and then you have to... And trust me when I say it actually does work really well. And unfortunately, because it was a network test, it's fairly laggy. But, but that's going to be in the final game. So, would do you think you'll Absolutely. play that mode if you get Reach? Yeah. Which you might, considering... Yeah, okay. Because you were, what you were thinking, uh, you know, wasn't... It was fun, but you haven't been playing Halo 3, so why would you play this, you know? Yeah, exactly. But uh, ge that... gen Generator Defense, at the very least, is, is a fun game type. You know, if I had okay. more people to... If I had more people to play with, then... Uh... Well, I, you know, I should be able to get on live um, from when I move my stuff so uh, probably get reach if you're going to play it and uh, we play a bit of that so yes like cool. the rest of the world we will have an opinion on Halo reach come autumn yes. <laughs> we shall um, yes it's going to be a little while I hope the single player is good otherwise I probably won't buy it the end batter award <laughs> batter <laughs> okay. Probably <laughs> like it has the F and the T in it, so it kind of screws it all. But after, <laughs> right? Well, I bring it to a close this episode of the Saladcast. Uh, catch us again uh, next time. You know, same same bat time, same bat place. <laughs> or not, as the case may be, because we're quite inconsistent. <laughs> not the same that time not the same that place oh, wait. Oh, actually wait same that place different same that place time. on the internet different that time We're quite uh, badly organised probably a weekend next time but we don't know oh actually I might be I might be moving next weekend so uh, we might have to do it this time next week if that's okay Thursday or Friday anyway talk about that after the podcast the end yeah. Boy,